when you got the yams. 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 Hey guys. Yeah, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the party. Yes, happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday indeed. Yes. Although I'm sitting here talking shit, I ain't go to work all week. Whatever. But I, I mean, you know, Friday's still nice to have around. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So welcome to episode. Oh Lord, okay. Episode this kicked in already. What are we on? Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three of the yeah. Yams podcast. This is our Jordan podcast. How do how do we feel about that? Is it swish or is it jumper? I don't know. You know, I don't know I don't no basketball terms. What is it, last? I don't fucking know. <laughs> we, I don't know these things. It's fine. I don't know. Anyway, guys, it's your girl Shelby. It's AC in the building. Yes, and we got our homeboy Laz back in the building. Hey, Laz. Laz, welcome, welcome, welcome. And the ladies start throwing their drawers at the screen. <laughs> oh, Laz, you're so bad. You're so stupid. <laughs> yes, it is good to have a boy back. What oh, up, Laz? What you been up to, Laz? Uh, nothing much, just working and, uh, you know, uh, working on some things in my music and, uh, yes. just chilling, you check, know? Check the boy out, too. Black Native. That's his name. Check him out. A.K.A. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are so excited to have you back. Um, what are we drinking on show this Capriccio. Something that's about to have a sangria. Day in five seconds. I know y'all heard of this shit. This is the, what they call it. Four loco with a shot of something. I don't know. This thing is strong. I'm only about three sips in. I just took one. And so. my legs is feeling a little tingly, folks. So uh-huh. I don't know what might happen. If I fall asleep in the middle of this episode, <laughs> just, y'all already know. Damn, fall asleep, though. Y'all know I'm a lightweight, so... A good thing I ate though, because I tore them wings up. You did. Shout you, out to Salvatore's. I yeah, tore them you wings got up. On your stomach, so that's good. So. That's good because this might get a little interesting. Yeah. So. So anyway, yeah. we're gonna go ahead and get into this icebreaker. So anyway, we were supposed to play last time, but I don't. We was all over the place last episode, so we're gonna play um, a game called "These Cards That Get You Drunk." And since we already pretty much gonna be drunk anyway, why not? Yeah, we're already gonna be there, folks. So, so Laz, you got you something over there in the cut? Yeah. All right. Peach wine. I'm good. Oh, peach wine is always a hitter. Always, always, always a hitter. So Ooh, okay. Laz, we just gonna pick the cards for you, you know, so. Alright. You wanna go first? Alright, I'm gonna go first. It says. Oh, no. Nope, skip. Oh. No, you ain't getting a free pass. I don't get the free pass? pass? No. Damn. And a free pass. I was hyped, too. <laughs> okay. Pick a word. Everyone takes turns saying a word that rhymes with it. The person that hesitates or repeats a word drinks. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um, so, my word is going to be fart. Tart. Mark. Heart. Dart. Shark. Shark. <laughs> heart. I already said heart. Oh, drink. Shit. <laughs> that was your word, huh? 
Why did no, you No, fart was my oh, word. Fuck. But I said heart first. Damn it. Uh, that's okay. I'll drink with you. It's fine. I'm going to be drunk. Mm-hmm. After, like, one more sip, I'm going to be drunk. That's the plan. Okay. Okay, my turn. Uh, well, I can skip that one because ain't nobody wearing glasses. Yeah, nah. Everyone votes for a person to drink. Go ahead, Annie. Just take a drink. Hey, listen, I don't have no problem with it. I mean, Les, am I am I the chosen favorite here? Yep. Am I the chosen child? Yeah. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Go ahead. Take that drink. Fine. Okay. Les, take some more. All right, sure. Whatever. (laughs) Just go ahead. Guys, okay. Okay, now. Uh, Pick someone and guess the color of their underwear. If you guess correctly, they got a drink. Otherwise, you drink. Laz, I'm going to assume you got black drawers on. (laughs) Am I right? Go on, drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Shout out to the black boxer briefs in the building. Everybody got black. That's like the color. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to wear black. Okay. Everyone wearing the same color shirt as you drinks. Uh, we, Nobody. none of us. Both of y'all. Both of y'all. How? Because y'all don't have the same color shirt as me. That's not what that says. Oh, shit. I read. Look. <laughs> See, look, I'm drunk already. Damn. That is not what Damn. that says, Michelle. I can't read today because I'm already <laughs> drunk. Ain't that fucked up? So, I'm not drinking. Fuck it. Uh, okay, boom. All, All the guys, guys drink. drink. Go on here. Drink up last. There you go. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick another one. This is why I need my glasses. Too. I say this every episode and I'll never bring my glasses. Everyone wearing a shirt with buttons drinks. Liz, I feel like do you have buttons, you have buttons? on? No, no, you ain't got no buttons. Okay, nobody has buttons. Everybody's in the clear. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Mm. Starting with you, take turns naming a color. Continue until someone hesitates or repeats a color. That person drinks. Mm. Blue. Green. Purple. Yellow. Orange. Gold. Black. White. <laughs> <laughs> drink up, Les. <laughs> Drinkity drink, drink. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, we can't do this one. It says start a group staring contest, but it, technically we can't because Laz isn't physically here. So I'm gonna skip this one. Um. Oh damn! It says you drink. You drink. Okay, well, <laughs> take care of that. <laughs> I think when I played, I got that one. Well, I'm about to put some water in the refrigerator or something. Woo. The person after you drinks. That's you. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Guys, I should not be almost done with this bottle. And he's over here getting Y'all are setting up. me up for failure right now. <laughs> drink, 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 drink. <laughs> All right, we can do like two more. Guys, this is going to be bad. See, it said it'll get you drunk. Mm. The person after you can ask you any question. You either answer truthfully or refuse to answer and drink. Go ahead and answer a question, Liz. Mm. You can ask her something. 
that you want to have you. Oh, Lord. You. Any tips or anything from the, uh, the sex episode? Good question. Um, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, Guys, this is, me, this is me drinking. She okay. tapped out. <laughs> she tapped out. Damn, and... Yikes. Tap. Oh, no, what happened? Oh. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Okay. You tapped out. Lash, you still there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Last one. Oh, damn. Well, everyone with the Android phone drinks. I'm out. Team iPhone. And I'm proud of my droid. I don't give a damn. Team Galaxy. Drink. Mm -hmm. I'm just over here numb to things. I'm drinking. All right. Okay. That's it. How much you got left? A lot. Shit. Shell. A lot. Okay. Okay. I'm not drunk yet. It's really warm in here, guys. Well, Annie's, Annie's feeling it. Lad's uh, over there chilling. I'm chilling. For now. And on that note, that has to be the end of the icebreaker, because damn. Yeah, there's the oh. Icebreaker! <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I can't. Oh, Lord. All right, okay. y'all. <laughs> nobody else is hot this is dumb wait a minute I'm hot because I got on a sweater well maybe that's because you got a sweater on maybe I'm yeah, hot because you have on a sweater you're hot because you feeling it <laughs> <laughs> your sweater is making me hot <laughs> oh, okay well oh Jesus let's go ahead and get this get into this because I don't know how much longer I have um girl uh, okay so for once I think in ever, this is the first time where we actually have a lot of good news. We do. In our segment of the good, the bad, and the oh hell no. We do. We have quite a bit of good news. Um, so to kick us off, uh, you know, my fave, Beyonce graced us with the uh, September cover of Vogue. Um, and and she hired the first yeah. black uh, photographer. Yeah. What is in like years 126 what years or something hell? like that yeah it's been like a long long time yeah your phone i don't know what the hell bugging. jesus be a the... in here with this phone because i don't play that you got the poltergeist in your listen phone. <laughs> no, let me anoint this phone right now white lord. girls start popping up on the screen <laughs> i'm out of here i don't know what that was but lord i rebuke it shell's phone is over here doing nonsense Mm-mm. um so, yeah, she hired, she had full creative uh, license over the shoot. And so, in turn, she uh, brought on a 23-year-old African-American photographer. Like Shell said, that was the first time in, I think, 120-some-odd yeah. years that uh, Vogue has ever had a black photographer. Now, the September, September issues for any magazine are, like, the issue. And so, for him to really get his shot on a September ep- uh jeez September I almost said episode September um issue thank you yeah. of Vogue is a pretty big deal um so shout out to to B just because she's just dope and then so shout out Quick to question. yeah what is it about the September uh is it because it's you know it rains it's raining in the fall or like what's what's it about I honestly don't know. 
I, that's, I don't know. That's not my uh, that's not my lane, and so I honestly don't know what makes September so special. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know just, either. I was just wondering. That's all because you know I'm a loop to you know the fashion world and stuff. I was just yeah, that's a good question. I'm gonna Google that after we're done, if I remember. Yeah, I'm really over here. I feel like I popped a molly because I'm over here sweating. <laughs> 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 oh. So we also got, we had Beyonce, we had Rihanna, um, there was also Issa Rae, and it was one other person, and I can't. It was a bunch of them. Hold on, Liz, I got to pause you one other person I saved I saw, And I'm trying to find The it. September issue's been popping for black women. Um, and so that... It's Go something ahead. to Who be hella proud it? about. Um, so Beyonce gave us Vogue. Uh, Rihanna gave us British Vogue, and she was looking hella fine. Mom, no less. Issa Rae gave, gave us. <laughs> I mean, if you say Rihanna's sexy, I don't think there's anybody no, that would ever disagree with you. Uh, I mean, Issa Rae gave us Ebony. Um, Tracy Ellis Tracy. Ross gave us Elle magazine. That's um, right there. <laughs> Tracy Bomb with a big Tracy. booty. I know people talk about her eyes. How you know that she got bug eyes and then ones lower than the Tracy fine. She's fine. Yeah, yeah, Tracy fine. She's fine. If I meet Tracy, she <laughs> all my love. We're talking about right now. All that. A W L. I know that's right. All of it. I know that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Slick Woods gave us L magazine. Um, who? So Tracy Ellis Ross gave us Canadian L. Slick Woods gave us American L. Um, oh, Tiffany. Tiffany yeah. Haddish was on the cover was. of Glamour. Um, Lupita was on the cover of Porter. She is fine. Um, Lupita, yeah. Zendaya gave us the cover of Marie Claire. Um, and yeah, so Black Girls is out here winning. And all these are September issues? All September issues. Damn. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You know what? The theme song for all these magazines should be Earth, Wind, and Fire September. Okay. 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 Listen. Like that should have been playing on the photo shoots. The music should be Black Along With It. Now yeah. Absolutely. Odd, Autumn Found. Absolutely. So shout out to every single one of them because that, that is dope. Again, you know, being on the cover of a yeah, September issue is a, is a big deal so for there to be so many is like but you know there had to be a thing. hater um what's her name anna Wintour said something about beyonce was only chosen because megan markle um rejected it or some shit and i was like bitch shut up well either way but right exactly so with her dumb exactly. ass either way it was gonna be a black woman exactly I was like, somebody always got to step in and say something. Just you know, quiet. Anna Wintour has been, she's been problematic yeah, for just years. just be quiet. So, like, I mean, up. it's whatever. Ugh, be quiet. Fuck that bitch. Um, <laughs> so, where are we? <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to them, because Black Women are dope forever. Doing it. Like romantic. Ew. <laughs> okay, focus, Anne. Um... <laughs> All right, so who we yeah. got? LeBron James. You ever so, see that little video with the little boy? <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> uh, 
so by now you guys already know about the school and you know he's put this school what is it the promise i promise yeah i promise in his hometown of akron um if you don't know where if you have not heard this story i'm not sure where you've been living for the past two weeks um but I also want to shout out LeBron, not only for the school being as dope as it is, but I also want to send LeBron shout out for uh, commending black women mm-hmm. on their dopeness. Because mm-hmm. he made a comment on, I think it was Beyonce's cover, where he yeah. said, you know, women of color are the greatest just, thing or yeah. something, something basically along those just lines. saying we just don't yeah that we're lit and it just just there's nothing like us that's yeah. basically what he was saying and of course people hopped in like why is it just women of color why is it just that how come it just can't be all women and they're they trying to all us shut up like, like let him appreciate us let him do that since y'all don't let somebody else do exactly. it exactly let him have his moment let us have our moment god dang i am really over here glistening <laughs> Okay. But yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, um, he's, he's just out here being rich and living school. his best life. And there's a lot of lot of great things that, you know. <coughs> Uh-oh. Excuse me. Michelle down. Oh, excuse me. Coming <laughs> from, um, you know, his school, a lot of benefits for the, the kids and the families and stuff like that. Like like we were saying, off air, shit, Akron ain't, like Akron, University of Akron ain't even my dream school, but shit, I'd go. For a full scholarship. For a full scholarship. That's you your sweet ass. I'd pack my bags shit. and go. Shit, but um, I've seen the pictures and stuff like that. It's just, it looks like a really, really nice school. What I love about it is the fact that he is um offering assistance to parents, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because that, GED, yeah, yep, GED. Yeah. I think a, a lot of time we get hung up on the just the dynamic of the teacher mm-hmm. and student relationship, mm-hmm. and we only focus on the parents when it comes to why they're not there mm-hmm. or why they're not in, you know, in this space as as much as we think they should be. But mm-hmm. when in reality, a lot of these parents cannot, um, a lot of them are working two and three jobs just to make it. Right. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There are some scumbag ass parents, but there are more parents who are trying to make it than we think. And so to, for him to give parents the opportunity to take care of their own education, provide them resources for, you know, their kids being in school. Hell, their kids are in school from nine to five. And so that eliminates the whole child care thing. There's a lot of services that, you know, they're there for breakfast, lunch. Do they get dinner or something along those lines? And like snacks and stuff. So that takes care of like them being fed in school. That takes a lot of the pressure off of the parents and I, I just think that's really dope because oftentimes when it comes to schooling, we we talk about parents in a negative way, but he's doing something to actually reach out and alleviate some of the things that they're dealing with. Yep. Ooh, I made it through that whole thing. <laughs> wow. Go Anne. All right. Yeah, shout out to LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> um. <laughs> that always cracks me up. But yeah, it's dope. That's some really, really good positive news over the last two weeks. Word. So, who's next? Um, Shell Bells. Tamara Hall. Oh, yeah, what I got for her? Tamara Hall. Speaking of Black Girl Magic. Yeah, Tamara Hall is 
This bottle is almost empty. And I just happened to turn to it. So she happened to, um, it's starting a, a daytime. Hold on, I'm sweating too. See what I'm saying? Shit, but I got this, this show. But she's um, working on the, developing a syndicated daytime talk show um, after inking a deal with ABC Disney, Disney ABC, however order it goes in. So um, I thought that was dope news. Yeah. Because um, she left the Today Show in 2017 after, you know, being looked over. Being dicked around. The usual. Yeah. They gave Megan Kelly the spot, the anchor spot, and more money and all that stuff. So she was like, fuck this, I'm out. You don't appreciate me? Good night. Fuck this shit, I'm out. So now she's getting her bag, and she's going to have her own little daytime show. And on a big platform as well. So, yeah. hey. Yeah. Shout out to Tamara. Yeah. Good, sis. Another black woman doing stuff. And Tamara's bomb, too. She is fine. She's bomb. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Tamara yeah. is bomb. Yeah. She can have all your love, too, Les. <laughs> I don't know. When it comes to newscasters, uh, <laughs> the feature girl overlord, she... Oh, that's the thick little uh, light-skinned chick. She can get all 275 yeah, pumps. That's chick, light-skinned yeah. girl. All yeah. 275 yeah. pumps. Yeah, and I um I think she'll do good with this. A lot of people like Tamra. <laughs> yeah, Tamra's Annie is over here. <laughs> I'm nervous right now because I don't know what she's doing over here. Yo, y'all sure y'all chose the right drink to do this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Legit, right now. She's <laughs> she's over here cracking up right now. Listen, feeling it. For y'all right? who don't understand, I know y'all have been on Facebook and social media. They chose to have <laughs> that Capriccio, that's what it's called. It was Annie's it's idea. It's that, that black bottle with all the colorful ass dots on it. <laughs> colorful ass dots. I mean, it's fruit, <laughs> but dots work too. It's fine. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> anyway, shout now, out to Tamara. told me ahead of time y'all was drinking. I would have went to the store so we could all be on the same level. Oh, man. Well, next time we're probably going to do this again. Right, yeah, show? let me know what y'all drinking so we can all be on the same level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. This, this, I'm drinking this Jewish Manischewitz peach wine, the Jesus Come Jesus on, Jesus. Manischewitz. Yes. The Jesus juice. Yeah. Yes, Manischewitz. Stronger beers okay. than this, okay. but for whatever reason, but I mean, it's this strong. Got me leaning. It's a little bit strong. So, yeah, I tip my forty to oh your memory. <laughs> I can't. That used to be my jam, even though they could not sing for nothing. But that was my jam. <sighs> Yo, my, that my jam. that album, and I thought, like, I didn't know they were R and B group. I thought that was just an R and B song. <laughs> Never. 
Wow. I just knew the I name was. What was her name? I was a fourth grade name? This shit came out. And my sister bought this whole CD based off of the Gangster League. <laughs> and I was a super book. And they were all gangstered out with their looks. I never knew. Remember, uh, shout Come out on, to that the... was R&B, though. Wow. I thought it was going to be some rap on there. Nope. No. No, He said no. harmony. <laughs> shout out to uh, CD books, though. Remember those? Oh, I, re- oh, I miss those because I don't be know what the hell half yeah, these folks be saying either. these days. I miss the little books. Oh, shout out. How we get hmm. on that? I don't we know. We stay going off. Anyway, oh, shout out to Tamara and her haircut. Truth. Truth. Oh, yeah. After the fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's next? Black women. We bomb. So Um. Okay. So this could be a good thing, depending on how you feel about it. I, I saw somebody on Facebook talking about this, but so I don't know where I am with it. But if you like that um, kind of thing, sure. So the NFL is now going to have male cheerleaders, and I believe I read that there are three of them. Um, two are going to be on. The Rams, and one is going to be on. I forgot what team. I don't think I ever. The Rams and I I just I just looked at it. See, this is how bad my memory is. The Rams and some other team. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, male cheerleaders. So they're excited. But I've seen some people sure. like, oh, no, I don't like this. This is terrible. And blah, blah. I've seen somebody on Facebook like, nah, see, people was mad at people protesting about this, but they need to be protesting this. And I don't, <laughs> I don't like well, this. Be on the Saints. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yep. That's what it was. So the, the Rams and the Saints. No, see. So I, it's only three of them, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. The only reason why I feel some type of way about it is because I feel like NFL cheerleaders are just completely pointless. And so for this to be like, a well, thing, I guess. They don't even like, get paid. They gotta go through all this stuff, and they don't. And get paid. they have so many rules. Like, honest, yeah. like in real life, they can't even look the football players in the eye. That's part of their rule. First, book. I'm like, all, God damn! If you gonna have me going through all this stuff, pay me more than twenty dollars. Or at least let me fuck one of the players. You know, what I'm I saying? don't want fuck them niggas. They trash. It's, and it's, it's not about the trash. Yo. They burning and shit. They trash. Oh, I mean, but you, if you set that shit up right, you can be paid. Just for let me play with your dreads. If you got nice dreads, just let me play with them real quick. Can I just touch your dreads? Let me run my hands. That's all I want to do. Let me just like touch they my literally dreads. cannot even be in the same space. Yeah, them. I know. If the Ain't football players what? are in one space and the cheerleaders come in, the cheerleaders gotta leave. I'm like, there's yeah, no way in hell y'all not gonna be out here paying me minimum wage and then gonna give me all these list of rules. But y'all you gonna have me whack ass pom poms. You gonna have me throwing up my food and being all bulimic and shit nah. like that to go through all the, this whole process, and you gonna pay me in quarters, and then I can't even talk to the dudes. Nah, you can't let me run my fingers through this dude's dreads. I just want playing his dreads. You saying that's it? All them fine ass dreads, I be out there and I can't play in them, or at least touch their butt. You know what I'm you saying? Know what I'm like. Saying? Leggings to men. Good game. Good game. Leggings to men are football pants to women. You know what I'm saying? Like all them nice cheeks wandering around on the field. I'm trying to slap a couple of them. You know what I mean? Y'all won't even let me do that. Good game. That's all. Good game. That's it. Good game. Boom. Let me just squeeze it real quick. What'd you say, Lance? Okay, so the Rams, you know, they they were the first one, you know, to do, uh, they had the first game. uh, Yeah. Well, openly gay. Yeah. Football player, but he was sorry. 
so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember like, oh, that. He got him out of leagues. He was gay. Nah, he was sorry. I remember that. Sorry. Michael Sam. He couldn't even get picked up by, like, D-League. So he was just, <laughs> just he was trash. Sorry. Yeah, Sam I remember was that. his last name. I can't remember his first name. Michael Sam. But I anyway. remember him. So, I mean, I guess the Sam, I mean, the Rams organization. The Sam. It's going to be progressive. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to this stuff. Um, now, my thing is, I don't know what y'all school, but Alabama and them, we had male cheerleaders. Right. But they were more like the dudes who lifted up the, the cheerleaders. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like the stunt. But then as I was in grad school, they started letting males actually like cheer, cheer. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm kind of used to that in a sense. Um, it's amazing. I, I never thought I'd see male cheerleaders before I saw female coaches. Really? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought that would be like a first. I know they had like female referees last season for like a game or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean... From, from the research, they like they gonna be dancing like these. Yeah, dancing, dancing, chilling. Yeah, like choreography uh, and everything. Cause I seen them yeah, doing like yeah. ballet. I mean, not ballet, but like real high yeah. kicks I mean, and shit. My thing is, when do we see them? If you ain't going to the game and sure. actually being there in person, you don't even see the chilling. Yeah, exactly. Sure. That's why I was like, so, why is people snapping out that bad? We don't ever see them on TV. Yeah. I'm not watching this shit anyway. I mean, I wasn't watching it last right. year, so I'm not watching this shit this year either because the NFL is trash. So I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, nah. do what you do. I don't really. I'm not bothered by it. But I mean, but people were like legit pissed off. Like, oh, I'm not watching this. I don't want my kids watching right, this. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, not that real. People get offended by shit that don't even affect them. Yeah. Right? Facts. Yeah. You know, I, don't know. I mean, if, 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 if you know, this is what they want to do, they feel like they're taking it to the next level or whatever, you know, hey, I, now I would like to see, because I mean, the Saints, New Orleans is a pretty liberal city, mm-hmm. St. Louis seemed to be, now I'd be shocked, like, okay, now, the Dallas Cowboys get some Melchior later. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that would be different. They got a reality show and everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's supposed to be America's team. Yeah, they, they, they America's you know team. That would be something different. They definitely America's team. Something different. I, I'd be impressed if the Dallas Cowboys had a Melchior League, but, you know, it's, it's Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the Cowboys. You got Jerry Jones, so... Yeah. But still, you know, man, this shouldn't even be news for real, you know. Yeah. But like you said, I ain't, I ain't really watching this shit anyway, so. Nah, you know, I couldn't give a shit less. Yeah, I ain't worried about it. So, I mean, do but you. Big up to them dudes, man. You know, it's probably a dream of theirs, and, you know, they break the ground or whatever. So, you know, hey, how many of them, there's like two of them black, right? Yeah. Yeah. The two playing for the Rams, I think, are black. So, yeah. up. I mean, hey, two black men, you know, if, if this is something that they want to do. Um, <laughs> they was on there cheesing. I was like, go ahead, y'all. Big cheesing. <laughs> right. <laughs> go ahead, y'all. Get y'all cheese on. Right. Go ahead, though. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, 
whatever. Do you. Get your dance on. Right. But I'm just saying, if I'm a cheerleader, pay me, nigga. Run me my coin. Yeah, my whole group uh, that I went to college with, she was a cheerleader for the Tennessee Titans, uh, which is my, my, Your my team. NFL team. Uh, for like the past five years. I think she just quit or something like that. Now, I don't know how much they get paid or nothing like that, but she was doing it for a minute. So... Hmm. But from what y'all saying, they paying these dudes crumbs? Like, they paying, how much they pay? They don't pay a lot at all. They get paid in trident layers. Yeah, they really don't get paid a lot oh, oh. at all. For all the stuff they have to go through to, to even make the squads and stuff like that, they don't get paid. Mm-mm. They have they have Man, really, really time. high standards. Organization. What the fuck? Yeah, they have really, really high standards. But they don't get paid a lot. Yeah. At all. Uh, yeah. They don't. They just there to look cute. That's it. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. Especially with the controversy that was going on, I think with the uh, what was it the Redskins cheerleaders or some uh, some cheerleaders uh, getting like you know sexually harassed and, and was and was like had to like pretty much be escorts and shit. Hmm. I Damn, I hear that one. This year. Damn. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them though. I I, I wouldn't put it past them. Not at all. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, shout out to them three. Yeah. Do your yeah, thing. shout out to them. Word. So, moving on. Uh, so, lately, Eric Benet has been sounding off a lot on black music, and Lash just rolled his ass. <laughs> uh, he made a statement basically saying that today's rappers are the blackface for white society or some some shit like that. Um, he also made a statement saying that R&B today caters more to white R&B artists than they do the black ones. Um, how do we feel about those statements? I mean, I get what he was trying to say. I feel like Les is going to have a lot to say about But... This. I don't know, Eric. Just sing your falsetto and be quiet. <laughs> just sing, just sing the falsetto and be sing, quiet. Sing, spend my life with Tamia. No, just sing. Sometimes I, I cry, so I can cry. Over there, uh, I think he's still mad at Jay Z. Over, he was saying, "Don't be here." Probably. Oh, uh, he might be. He might be. You know what I'm saying? But here, here's my thing. Like when it comes to R and B, I will admit, like all the big acts that are strictly doing R&B, not this trap, trapping beat. Right. Yeah. Like, LMA is British. Uh, Daniel Caesar is Canadian. So the ones who are actually doing R&B are foreign. Right. So, he kind of right that the industry don't want to hear from American artists, American black artists, because, I mean, look at Adele. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 Sam, what was his name? Sam, Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, doing pure ballads and, and stuff like that. I'm not saying that they're not out there doing it because Anthony Hamilton is out there doing it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, guys are out there still doing it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not talking about sex 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we can like, get Trey Songz the fuck up out of here. Yeah, I'm, like, I, like, I've been sticking him and his good ass. About love or whatever. <laughs> like, they ain't trying to hear from American black artists. No. Like I said, the British artists are getting through. The foreign artists are getting through, and that's cool. But So I can kind of feel them on that, kind of. Now, when it comes to the hip-hop thing, look. As a hip-hop artist, I feel like it's too easy to jump on these rainbow-bright-looking jokers. <laughs> because, it's a gimmick. you know, we've got, a, we've got a chance to grow up. And they have it. Mm-hmm. But the culture that we were listening to we, we raise these kids. Now, true, some of the some of the elements they talk about is different than us because, you know, we didn't talk about, the most we talked about doing drugs was like we, 36 yeah. Mafia talk about snoring cocaine, you know sipping what I'm saying? On, sipping but on a scissor. For the, most, for the most part, we condemned crackheads and stuff like that. We saw that that shit wasn't cool. This generation, they doing it all. They popping they, the they pills. They doing it everything. Panties and all that shit. Yeah. Cool. But everything else, like they got a chance. Dr. Dre beat on women, but he got a chance to live and mature. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like it's easy to condemn these young dudes at this age, but at the same time, you know, our music back in the day, they parents listening to this is what raised this music. So it's, it's kind of fucked up that, you know, people jumping on them so hard. Yeah, I understand that at 17, 18, Outkast was making better music than what they make. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not using the age as an excuse. But to say that it's for white support, look, All white folks own music, period. They, they own all these like, you know what I'm saying? So what they promote, what they going to put out there as far as pop, popular music, um, as far as the labels go, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They going to, you know, want something a little detrimental. You know what I'm saying? But to say that, to say what he said, that's, that's a little extra. That's how I feel. It's, it's extra. And I don't know. I think he just, <laughs> he's just trying to have a high take on some shit. Personally. That's how I feel. Like, I think he was wrong in the sense of making it a blanket statement because it's, right, there's right. levels to hip-hop. Um, because I get where he's coming from with certain rappers and I get that they, I guess they need a chance to grow but there is also an abundance of what I consider nonsense rap because it's the popular thing. So to be talking about, you know, the drugs, really more so the drugs because the violence has always been there. More so the drugs. Though. So to your point, like it was mostly just about weed before. Now these niggas are talking about everything. Um, everything. 
And so I think with to that point, okay, I can see where he was going. But then you also have like, I don't know, like the roots and you have, you know, artists that really are out there pushing conscious music. Like even with J. Cole, I know a lot of people don't like him or find him boring, but like me. His right. So Shell, you Same don't like me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say I don't he just first of all <laughs> I'm not gonna say I don't like him. I, I, don't, I, I can't front. I I like KOD. But I think I like KOD because of what he did. He chose the trappy type beats. But still was saying some some, some real shit. His yeah. voice gets on my nerve. I don't think he's whack. Like I, I know he says some things. I just can't listen to him for too long because I'm like, dude, your voice is so it sounds like a it's goddamn fly. That just won't be. You know how to fly that be right next to your ear? Like, get away from me. I can't listen to it because I'll go to sleep. I'm like, okay. And now, don't get me wrong. Cole talks about, you know, him being out in the streets or whatever the case may be, but he also gives another version of it because he also talks about him being in school and talks about Mm -hmm. the benefits of him having degrees and all this other stuff. So it's like, okay, you see both sides of it. So I I don't know. I think he was just wrong in terms of making it a blanket statement about rap. I also hate when J. Cole raps fast because I'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But I think J. Cole should get somebody like on this album I know he don't like doing features and me personally like I forget about features I know people tell me hey man you should get some singers and stuff I forget about that because Uh I'm just self-contained when I'm in the mode I'm in the mode now I do feel like J. Cole instead of trying to sing himself should get some people some singers because his singing you know it's trash. So wild. When I saw J. Cole when he was here, this was like years ago at this point, but he had background singers with him and they could sing their asses off. Like the one chick, and I can't remember her name, but she was dope. Like I almost rushed the stage just because of her. And I'm like, damn. So, I mean, he's, he has them. I just don't know why he doesn't use them. Sad boy. Yeah, I, I- Yeah, because his, his singing, but, but then again, Nas is the same thing when he be trying to sing on his raps, and I'd be like, you know, I, I can't even say I love him anymore, because okay, he's so fucking on, trash, but so. as a person, he's fucking, he's a fuck nigga, so I don't even know if I like him anymore, but even when he would try well, to sing on his horse. At, at, uh, at the Spirit Fest. Um, yeah, I saw your pictures, and I low-key was jealous, because, you know, in my heart, I just can't accept that he's a fuck nigga, but he's a fuck nigga for real, so. You know. On simple things, on on Nasir, <laughs> I feel like that was a fucked up way in the album because yeah, he sung the hook, and I'm like, nah, I and I hated Kanye. Oh my god, Kanye singing. Uh, I hate Kanye. I hate Kanye. Period. period. Anyway, yeah. let, let's do, let's just move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, every day, chill out.
But and, and that's what they gonna promote. They gonna promote what they wanna promote. But to say that hip hop as a whole, like you said, a blanket statement, nah, fam. You can't say that when you got. You can't say that when when people like Chuck D and Public Enemy are still torn. Right. You can't say that when you know you got people saying pro black lyrics. Uh, you know Kendrick and Big Crit and, and there's other people out there who. You know, David Banner's last album was black as fuck, and, I, and, it, and it got ignored. But it was a dope album. He done turn way fine. too hotep for me now, but you know, he's, he's still fine though. Yeah, but he's still hotep. Fuck this shit. I'm just gonna stick with the music. <laughs> the, the album. I like Big Crit though, but you know I like Big Crit too because he got that. You know I love his accent. Now Big Crit to me is a better rapper. And better producer yeah. than J. Cole. I like Big Crit. He gets left out of the conversation yeah. because Mississippi. Yeah. So But his but accent anyway, ooh, they, you ever hear him talk? You know, oh my god, his accent is so but you know I love Southern accents, so oh. So the moral Benet, of the story yeah, so is Eric Benet should just stay in his lane. Just sing just sing them falsettos, Eric. Just, That's it. Just chrome, my nigga. That's all. Sing them falsettos. Sometimes I cry because when I listen to that song, I be want to cry. Just do that. I hate that song. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god, I love that song. The song makes my balls itch. You got balls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Um. Damn. So I guess we off Eric Benet. Oh, Eric. <laughs> so Eric got a collective shut the fuck up. Uh, well, he must not be getting no cooch now because he's a recovering sex addict. So. Why ain't he married? His wife ain't married. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, well, shit. Maybe she calmed him down. He with somebody know. because when when Jay Z said "Don't be here, Benet," he was like, "Well, I'm fine being me, and I got a beautiful woman, and blah 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 blah." Well, maybe she uh, ratcheting in that ass. Ratcheting in that ass. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Mm, mm, mm. Whatever, Eric. So anyway, on to the Brooklyn Nail Salon. Brawl. Mm. Fight. Mm. Whatever. These Ass heifers. Kicking. Yeah. There's a lot going on. These heifers was in this nail salon getting it cracking. Knucking and bucking. All the way. And it seems to be over uh, botched eyebrow waxing. And that's what it was, right? Yeah. So I guess the girl obviously didn't like the way the lady waxed her eyebrows. And so. I just, gotta stop going to Asian folks yeah. and do your eyebrows. Because like, right they shit. do get. I remember the first time I let them, them people wax my eyebrows and she really, really went off. Yeah. And I was like, uh, these is kind of thin. I didn't, they do. They do them really thin. Because they said in the article that they pretty much took homegirl's eyebrow like all the way yeah. off. I'd have whooped her. Yeah. As sensitive as I am about my eyebrows, I'd have yeah. fought her too. Because they do shape her face. Yeah. So she, I'd have tried to beat her ass too. So. She, she, it was it was the eyebrow waxing and a girl didn't like them. So she was like, I'm not paying. And it was like $5. So it just all hell broke loose from there. And then it was like brooms and acetone. broomsticks and, and acetone flying. And these heifers was in there bucking. Getting busy. 
Like, like it was, it was, it was bad. Although the one shop owner did, or you know, the employee said that it was more than five dollars because she was trying to not pay for everything. Everything, because she got a manicure, manicure, pedicure, and got her eyebrows done. And I think she was trying to not pay for any of it. And so that's when, because you know, they don't, they don't play that shit. You paying for everything, and they don't um, care if you don't like it. You're going to pay me. Yeah, they're, so. they're not having none of it. So now we're at a point where uh, there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of protests going on in Brooklyn trying to shut down the shop. Um, <laughs> the lady said, I don't want anyone to patronize this place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten bad. Like, there have been, Ooh, I think, was it today or yesterday? Like, the protesting got so bad that the employees were, like, literally almost stuck in the shop because they mm. couldn't leave. Like, it's gotten pretty bad. But um, That's terrible. Yeah, so if you have a chance, if you've not seen this video already, we had Laz look it up before we started recording. Um, take a take a second and look at it, because, um, yeah, it, it got bad in there. Although there have been, I would even say within the past six months, there have been a lot of videos and reports of, you know, these nail salons and people getting in arguments with the people. Yeah, and I've seen because, a few. Because of the service. Now, I can't say whether or not the service was adequate or whatever, but for whatever reason, these customers felt like the service was less than, and so they weren't going to pay for it. And whether it be a Chinese food spot or whether it be a nail salon, it's, it's been getting pretty ugly. Yeah. So, I've, I mean, I've seen a few. This is one of the instances where I'm like, okay, go ahead, support black businesses. But yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Like as a male who doesn't get, Years ago, about you know, what I'm saying her, about how they did her hair, 
and it almost turned into a big ass brawl. So it ain't just the Asians; mm-hmm. it's foreigners in general. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Us as American blacks, as less than, right. and again, they have nowhere else to go but our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So that's why they there, because the white folks, again, they may give them the loan. But you can't come to our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We don't want you here. We don't need your service. So the protests and stuff like that, I feel like if it's some black folks, black, uppercase mm-hmm. B, there's a difference. <laughs> uppercase B is us. Lowercase B are the Africans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The real African Americans come over here. I feel like if, if there's a uppercase B, black business doing eyebrows, <laughs> doing nails, you know what I'm saying, seek them out, and if they service ain't terrible, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, try to go out there and, and, and support, but it's messed up, man, I saw that video, and when I saw that lady getting hit with a broomstick, a broomstick, a broom, and then she was throwing acetone on her, like, that's terrible, like, threw it in her terrible, face, man. acetone, come on, man, like, like that wild. that got bad. That really got bad. <sighs> I don't know. I, I mean, there's some black businesses who need to get their shit together too, mm-hmm. but that's a whole other conversation Absolutely. for another day. I'm not going to get into that today. Absolutely. And I also feel like if you want it done right, get it done by your people. Because, again, we all know how the Mexicans do. They draw on their shit. I'm not going to go as a woman. If I was a woman, I wouldn't go to a Mexican hair salon talking to my eyebrows. Because I know they, <laughs> they going to take them off and then draw them back on with a sharpie. They look surprised at all times. Shut up, lad. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I feel like if you want your stuff done right, seek out the people who going to do it right. I'm never going to go to a white bar. I'm, I'm just not. I'm never gonna go to Supercuts. I'm, I'm just not. Facts. You say you ain't letting Seth cut your hair. I don't trust no barbershop that's in a mall. I don't. I know it. that's right. Trust. I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I know me as a black male. If I want my hair done right, I'm gonna go to the ones who know how to do it. <laughs> so I feel like women, just like as males, we seek out black barbers. Now, I don't know how the industry is when it comes to barbers versus, you know, salons and stuff like that as far as black-owned. You know, because I think as males, you know, we could put in Google. We could find a few. We may have to pick out the right one. But as far as black barbers, I think, you know, we don't have a hard time. I don't know how it is with y'all. So I can't say. We do. We have a hard time. Yeah. So I think that's why the Asians are more, I think that's why a lot of people, I think that's why y'all go to the Asians and stuff like that, because A to A to neighborhood and B, it's probably not that same ratio it is with the black barbers as it is with black, um, you know, black folks that do nails and eyebrows and stuff like that, because, you know, I can't say. See, I've heard some horror stories about uh, folks going to black nail techs like for instance some there's some to do nails out of their house and so it's the same situation where oh, it's like no, man. you got 
you know, their kids running around and shit. They got to make dinner before they do your nails. And it's a lot. And it's the same thing with hair salons. I was going to say that. It could be the That's same thing. It's a lot that black businesses really need to get their shit together on. But I could go on that all day. And so I'm really trying to avoid this conversation. Because, I mean, sometimes you could be in a salon for eight hours. And who want to do that? That's why I I do my own hair. As much as it gets on my nerves to do my own hair, I'll do it myself. You know what I mean? Because I'm not sitting in a salon for four or five hours. I'm not doing that shit. I'll do it my damn self. Mm -mm, Unless I want a color or I need a trim. Then I'll go overlapping appointments and shit. Yeah, no. I go to my house now and be in and out of my like, so, so, that's a service that y'all really need. Yeah. That's what you said. Oh, black capital B. <laughs> uh, nail, salon, and, and, and services and stuff like that. Girl, is you okay? Andy over here tripping. Um, I mean, hair, yeah. Now, nails, you know, but hair, like I said, I do my own hair. Unless I need a trim, because I definitely need somebody to do that for me. I'll have my shit all fucked up. Um, Or if I want, like, a color or something like that. But definitely. I'm not. I'm not going to. What's Phil, who's who's a white? Lucy. Yeah, or what's another one? Fantastic Sam's or some shit. I'm not going. To, yeah, I'll be seeing some of them. I think. Oh. Or I'm not going to the Walmart salon or none of that shit to do my hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that's, a, that's a real service that black women need. Yeah, yeah. You gotta find somebody. Yeah, that go shit is that shit is recession proof. Yes. Well, whoever do it. Gonna clean up because whoever somebody need to get on it. Somebody with a you know going to school for an MBA or something like that. Y'all need to get out there and do it because I thought actually always kind of want to open up a salon. I don't know anything about hair, but I just wanted a salon. You gotta get a you gotta get a cosmetology license. No. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to Empire. <laughs> so there's that. So anyway, from the customer service aspect, I could run a salon down like it. it my shit would be on point. Just come over and let me flat iron your hair. You see how my shit be when it's straight. I'll flat iron the shit out of your hair. All that other shit, I don't, nah. But I'll flat iron the shit out of your hair. Flat iron the fuck It'll out of it. It'll be straight like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> come see me. Bang. Anybody need their hair flat iron? Shell got you. I got you. Boom. She might even be running some after school, I'm some, some you. back to school specials. Be straight you know like a saying? bitch. All that other shit, though, I don't, I can't. Don't ask me to trim shit, because it'll be fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so anyway, moving on. Um, Did y'all hear about this bait truck in Chicago? Mm -hmm. Um, Damn. Did you see that, last? I don't know why we say fuck the police, right? Right. Wasn't that fucked up? First of all, you had all these people that got shot and stuff the weekend before that in Chicago. And then here y'all bitches come dropping off a truck in the middle of black neighborhoods filled with Nikes and all kind of bullshit trying to set people up to steal. What kind of shit is that? Bastard. This country is fucked up. After hearing about all those shooters, right, that could have easily been a trade-in guns for shooting. Yeah. Rob or some shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how was that protect and serve at all? I can't. Well, that's y'all mission statement. That's supposed to be y'all MO, y'all modus operandi, y'all slogan. It's supposed to be protect and serve. I was setting up 
your constituents, protecting and serving anyone. To steal some shoes and stuff. That, that's so fucked up. Ugh, that's so ignorant. Yeah. So wrong. I just hate that it happened in Chicago. I know. Love Chicago. They love yep. to use that shit. Yep. Well, what about the what about the killings in Chicago? What about the violence in Chicago? Well, why don't you go to Chicago? Shut up. Man. What about the violence in Colorado? Right. Like shut up. I just, I was reading that and I was like, this is really some bullshit. And I feel like this shit happens all the time. Yeah, it, this one just so yeah. happens yep. to get reported about. Yeah, but this somebody shit just happened to report it. I just thought, oh, that's some bullshit. All the time, because somebody caught when you know they you know yeah figured out that it was a setup and stopped people from going over to the truck. But it's like okay, but how many times have y'all done this shit for somebody to exactly. have caught on exactly for them to say y'all chill, this is a setup. Ugh. And like I I can't I don't cops really ain't shit. But hey man, they, they gotta they gotta they gotta keep this you know this prison this prison system alive. Yep, this prison. Gotta keep, hey, keep, prisons prisons keep them beds full mm-hmm. so they can get their money. They gotta keep these prisoners out here, like the ones in California, who are fighting fire. We, we were, were just, just talking, talking about, about that. that. Yep. Fucking dollars. Two dollars. Anyway, and just then, so even if you go out here and quotes, it's not even a volunteer position. You're you're voluntold to do it or whatever. And then even after that, after you, let's say you get out of jail, if you wanted to be a firefighter, they, they're not going to hire you because you're a felon. Exactly. And so this whole prison labor thing, that is deep. And I never really realized that that was a thing until I read about this California situation. Oh, no. Listen, I used to work in a prison in Tennessee. I was a prison there. And I used to Mm. work in the annex. I had two positions. I used to work on the gang unit. And then I worked in the annex where people who were pretty much about to get out of jail, so it was a little lax. Right. And they were the people who were the groundskeepers or the people who would go off the site, work, and come back. And you could look up their face sheet, and on the face sheet, they had their job. And I was looking at what these jokers were getting paid. That's crazy. You had people doing, you had people. Chopping down trees and all kind of shit for 25 cents. Oh, my gosh. It's straight up slavery. That's so And because the shit is legal, let's say one of these uh, inmates gets killed while trying to fight these fires, there's absolutely nothing that the family could do about it. No. Absolutely nothing. That is insane. And you're already in jail. Wrong. But then to be in jail and treat it like... Like, you ain't shit. You're in prison while you're in prison. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. That's so crazy. Mm. Yeah. That's so crazy. And that's why they don't want people like us in there. Mm. You know, they made our job hard as therapists, COs, because, A, they looked at it like we were a baby in there, or they didn't need these services because they were just a number, and they didn't need to be treated in any kind of human way. Right. They didn't, they didn't need to have therapy. They didn't need to have... They're like this way because they're killers yeah. or because they're murderers or because they're drug dealers or whatever the case may be. Damn. And so they didn't even look at them on a human level. So us, mental health, 
you know, humanizes them because they come to see a therapist. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Why the fuck do they need to see a therapist when, you know, we know why they're here because they did this. So the COs made it hard. That's for not us cool. To do our job. That's um, not cool. That was, that was one of the reasons why I had to get up out of it. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, but I was the only black person on my unit. So. And so I know that was hard. Man, listen, I got targeted. That's why I had to do I, I got targeted. You know what I'm saying? So. But yeah. You look at their face sheet, you see these people, you know, the jobs that they do. And like I said, in Tennessee, these jokers are getting paid. Pennies. That's so wrong. Pennies. So wrong. I mean, you had, you had somebody who was the whole grounds, you had people who was the groundskeeper for the whole prison, cutting the grass, doing all that stuff. $25 an hour. Are you crazy? Damn. That's so ignorant. This system is always so, yeah. fucked up. It's fucked so up. So you got people putting their lives. Firefighting is so dangerous. Especially it is. It is. Dry-ass terrain. Yep. And the way that these forest fires and stuff, it's still blazing right now in certain parts. Yep. $2 put their That's life on That's so the wrong. And they gotta do it. And their attitude is like, oh, well, they're prisoners, so we don't care. And they were saying, like, some right. of them work up to, like, 75, like 75 hour shifts. That's crazy. Like, what? How the fuck is that even legal? That ain't right. That ain't right. Uh, yeah, that, that whole that thing right. blew my mind. So, yeah, man, that, that bait truck is just to keep that keep that train rolling. Yeah. That's all it is. They, they need to fill these prisons up. And so, you know. That ain't right. Wild. I just want us to be smarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be smarter. So anyway, fuck the police. Speaking of uh, prison, NWA. Uh, <laughs> um, so did y'all see the dude? His name is Reginald D. Wooding Jr. And <laughs> this shit is so funny to me. Oh yeah. So he child. was he was on his way to take a driver's test, right? And so before he went to go take the test, oh, okay. the guy who was going to you know do the examination happened to smell some weed in the car. So. He finds, um, let's see, a pound of weed, a scale, uh, uh, uh. more than $15,000, and a loaded gun in the car. All of this in the car before he goes to take the test. So I'm wondering, like, dude, what was you about to do? <laughs> I just want to know what he was thinking. Because what were you, you doing? you knew that was in there. Whether or not that was your shit or not, you know what weed smells like. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not borrowing somebody's car who I feel like is into some crazy shit. So you knew what was in the car, my nigga, and you thought it was okay to take this car, take said car, to take your, to driver's, take your driver's exam. Test. This happened in Maryland. Even if he had found a way to mask the smell of the weed. A pound of weed? That would have... I don't know. I don't know what you got to do, but you know that there's weed in the car. Like, you smell it. So I don't know if he himself was high, when he got in the he car and decided that he was going to go take his driver's test or what. But the fact that you... I, okay. It says that he anticipated passing his test. No, nigga. Nope. Not with all of that weed in the car. You could went to go take your test and then gone back and go and get like, the shit. Come on, dog. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, they wasn't going to smell all that weed in your car? A pound of it. But then a part of me is kind of like, nigga, mind your business. <laughs> 
That's True. a part of me. Like, mind True. your business. True. Like, but damn, cuz. Like, if you shut the fuck up, I'll... I'll yeah, mind your you business, blunts Before this test is over. Damn. But, so now know. he he so it says that he um so now he's going to jail and still don't have a driver's license. Yeah, it said he was charged with a number of drug and firearm related offenses and was released on a seventy five hundred dollar unsecured bond. Mm. So and it says he was previously charged with burglary, assault, and drug related offenses. Oh, this nigga! Like, what is you doing? Mm. Oh, you a fool! Mm. What is wrong with people? See what we saying? Folks, don't be thinking. What is wrong with people? They don't be thinking. Mm. And a loaded gun, dummy. And you still don't have a license. Dummy. (laughs) (sighs) After all of that, you still don't have a license. Come on, Reg. And you'll probably never be able to get one. Damn, Reg. You done fucked up, Reg. Damn, Reg. Mm, mm, These goddamn kids. Laz, get your children. (laughs) Because <laughs> I haven't had enough. Sick of these niggas. Mm, mm, mm. So, but yeah, part of me was like, niggas don't mind any business, man. Mind your damn business. True. Let him take his car. I miss test. His test with the weed smell in the car. No, because then that part, that could have got him fired. Because if he had walked back into the spot True. smelling, smelling like, like weed, weed, that would have got him fired. You're right. Where did it happen? Up? Uh, somewhere in Maryland. It was in. Uh, let me see. Glen Burnie, Maryland. Mm. I live up the street from Glen Burnie. Now, ah, oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. I don't know because medical marijuana is legal here. No, it wasn't a medical. It wasn't medical. <laughs> how are you supposed to? How you know? That was not nobody. It said medical. It said he had a pound of marijuana, a scale. But if you just smell weed on somebody in an area where weed in general is legal. That shouldn't set nobody off. Because weed is legal in D.C. Medical marijuana is legal in Maryland. So if you smell weed on somebody around here, that shit is just natural now. It got the pictures right here. I, I don't know. It got the I'm gun. But he's saying, I'm yeah, just saying what was the reason for him to search the car? That should be I don't know, dog. But that that also comes into play with folks knowing their rights. Yeah, yeah, that comes into play with folks knowing their rights because at the end of the day, he could, if that was the case, he could have easily said, "I use medical marijuana." That's what you're smelling. But if you don't know that that's the case, or if you don't know that they can't actually search your car without probable cause, then then here you are. On looking your, dumb, on your way to jail. Looking dumb, looking like he's doing this picture right here. Looking dumb, Damn. with all his Damn. money laid out right here. He, I could use that fifteen k okay. right there. Listen, dumb. give me that money. Yeah, he just had the shit laid. Like if he had the shit laid out where it could be seen, that's dumb as fuck. But if I come into the car smelling like it, or if I had it in the car, like maybe in the trunk or something, I don't know. I'm saying this, smelling like weed. If that was what. Caught deuce, the, the uh, driver, uh, instructors, you know what I'm saying, attention, then that shouldn't have been probable cause in, in this area because weed is pretty much legal in this area. So, yeah, I, it doesn't I say exactly you. where it came from. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, say, it, it doesn't say, it doesn't say if it came from the trunk or whatever. It just says that he smelled it. I hear you, but because car. medical marijuana is also legal, is that not almost the same thing? It would have probably been just as bad if he got in the car smelling like liquor. Like, you're about to take a driving test. 
So, yeah, but weed, yeah, weed ain't gonna impair you like liquor. But it it doesn't if you're impaired at all, they're probably not well, going to allow you to take a driving like, test. Smell, look, I could go to the club and smell like weed. Yeah. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, in this area, smelling like weed shouldn't be probable cause because weed is legal here. But That's the difference is you're taking a driving test. True. But I could have just been somewhere where again weed is legal. Right, but if he didn't say all of that, so then nigga I, you caught. <laughs> and I started the test and have been driving crazy, then maybe yes. But me just getting in the car, smelling like weed, where a place where weed is legal, nope, you're being nosy. But again, <laughs> if you don't know that these niggas can't, start, can't search your car. I have not started driving yet, so you don't know if I'm impaired. We don't know that he did you or did not I'm start driving, though. Yeah, it, I don't so know. You haven't seen me run over, you haven't seen me run, run over now, cone. <laughs> so, I can smell like it all I want to. That shouldn't be probable cause, but again, it's lit. Got a gun and all the other stuff, that's on him. But getting in the car smelling like we in a place where we just legal, nah, fam. Like, that shouldn't have been probable cause. And I think, though, that we can't thoroughly have that conversation because we don't know the details of whether or not he started driving or any of that. That would probably like, be me. You know what I'm saying? Like driving, you know what I'm saying? Real slow. Like he was really under the influence. Then you'd be like, okay, dude, what you want? But just smelling like something. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke black and mild. If I go to the club and I come home, guess what I'm smell like? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you 100%. My only argument is that you're still, like, the DMV is still a government thing. Now, that is true. It's still a government-regulated industry and or department. Like, This dumb nigga probably had it on the front seat when the man got in the car. Because he sounds pretty slow to me. I don't know what he had under under the seat. He probably had the shit under the driver's seat. Probably in the glove compartment. like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm just saying as far as if he just got in the car and smelled like something and it's legal, can't do that. I hear you. Well, because people don't mind their business, too, but still. Yeah. Folks yeah. don't mind their business. And then, on, again, on the flip well, side, folks don't, don't know their rights. So. Yeah. You don't, you, don't, you don't have all that criminal activity going on talking about taking the driver's test. Like, <laughs> this ain't how to be a... This ain't, uh, don't be a menace. <laughs> <laughs> like that driver's test. Mm. But then again, it was a driving instructor who told him to, to drive there, and then he robbed the bank. So. True. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> like you said, the NBA is still government-ran place. They got pretty and still. So, why the hell would you... Especially if your gun ain't registered. He like, just sounds pretty stupid to me. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, whatever, Reginald. He going down. Yeah. Real, real quick, y'all. Drew Hill is adding two new members to their group. 
Did we ask for that? Yeah, they from Player. For real? Yeah. Wait, why did hold up? Oh, okay, yep, I see now. I'm looking yeah. at the picture like, oh, okay. Oh, so wow, jazz, player. So apparently Jazz, um, been having, like, health problems with his weight oh. and stuff like that. And somebody from Baltimore said the last time they saw Jamil in concert, Jazz was just sitting on the monitor the whole time. He couldn't go fast. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. So it ain't that they doing Jazz dirty. He just jazz can't. Focus on oh, his yes. Yeah. So. You say he needs to focus uh, on getting his notes? No, focus on his health. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, damn. <laughs> well, Jazz can always say. <laughs> oh, Jazz, get better. So, Dang, yeah, I'm so, all player. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the two guys who play a digital black, and I, I never knew the light skin. The light skin do. I, don't, I just looked at it, but, and yeah. I turned the page off, so. Oh. Yeah, they the two guys that got added to Jerry. Oh, that's cool. I guess so. Because I'm like, we didn't ask for this, but okay. Sure didn't. That's nice. I want to see how they sound, man. Cause, you know, they probably sound good, because to be perfectly honest yeah. with you, Drew Hill was not a bad singing group. No, they had some bangers. They had they some bangers. They sounded good. Yeah, they they really had some bangers. Yeah. But, I mean, no one can deny that at all. And, I ain't gonna, and, and, and nobody can ever say... Uh, nobody can ever say that Cisco's um, Unleash the Dragon album was not the shit because I still bang the shit out of that fire. album. I don't care what nobody fucking say. Unleash the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I still <laughs> bang the shit out of that album. And I like the shit cracks me up because fucking Thong Song is still my jam. That man sang his ass off. Okay. He said, I want some thongs and I want them now. Like it was that nigga was running across asses on the yes! beach. Yes, <laughs> thong song is a classic. He was running across asses. <laughs> like not only did Cisco give you vocals about these draws, the video dog was lit. My little brother was fucking like seven years old, and he used to sing the shit out of that song like in the shower every fucking day at the time. That's what I, think. I was like, oh okay, that was his fucking jam. But yeah, that album banged. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. But the one dude, um, who else was in player? Wasn't it uh, Static Major? Static Major. He died, he died though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Aw. Shit, man. All right. Okay, so moving on. Les, do you watch out. Queen Sugar? Uh, I just started this season. Oh, uh, you way behind, man. You got to catch up. I don't up. care about catching up. I, I, I've been watching this season, so I know. I can pretty much tell what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, there's the last two episodes? Yeah. I have feelings. Oh, me too. I have feelings. Um, first of all, yeah, fuck Darla and her mom. You know what? Darla needs to tell her mom to shut the fuck to up. To back the hell up. Because yeah. I don't... I know... I, I know Darla, well, she did, but I know Darla doesn't want to do this. This is all her mom. Yeah. Darla needs to get a backbone and say, well, she told her mom to back up, but she really needs to, like, 
figure this out on her own. Because I know she don't want to do that. Yeah. She does not want to go through with all of that. How do you feel about Ralph Angel asking for full custody? I think he needs to sit the fuck down. I, too, think he needs to sit down. Because Ralph Angel is not okay. mature either. He He's always running to his, his sisters and his aunt when shit gets rough. And he needs to grow up a little bit. Not to say that I don't like Ralph Angel, but he needs to grow up, too. Yeah. And he has a lot of anger issues. And he needs to anger management. Okay. I got a question about Ralph Angel. Okay. Like I said, this is my first time watching. Why does he talk like Batman? <laughs> Don't we always say that every single episode he's whispering? Like, why are you whispering? Like, whisper talk. Like, I be having to turn my TV up and shit. Like, what are you saying? I, I, I just want to take care of Blue. Where as soon as somebody posted that, yeah. a friend posted that on Facebook, like, why does he always whisper talk? And ever since yes. that moment, I've been like, damn it. Yes. I cannot unhear the shit. And it's pissing me off. I never realized it either until, like, somebody pointed out. And I'm like, damn, he really does whisper. He be on here whispering. And it gets on my nerves Whispering. Every oh, man, is he Batman? Time. Like, that's all I've been saying. He said he talks like Batman. Oh, my gosh. Like, but, like we said before, like, um... I'm glad that he researched because he's like, y'all can't just take him off me. I'm going to raise him. Whether yeah, we, my name is on that birthday. Yeah, whether I'm blood or not, you can't just take him off me. Mm-hmm. Good night. Yeah. Uh, but Dora's mom be doing the most. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was a little, I was a little triggered. Um, <laughs> personal experience. Uh, dealing with, you know, my divorce and dealing with uh, you know, visitation and custody and stuff like that. But for real, what really triggered me was I feel like a lot of what caused what happened between me and my ex-wife was due to her meddling-ass mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. her always... But instead of her mom just meddling in, I feel like she would always run to her mom. So, her mom kind of didn't have a choice in the middle because she always knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, but I, I personally think the mama won't blue for herself. Yeah. She know her daughter ain't right. Yeah. And yeah. She, and she know Blue ain't, she know uh, Ralph ain't all the way right. Yeah. So I think she kind of won't blue for herself personally. Mm-hmm. You want to take him back to D.C.? Because my question is, like, after all this time, Blue's not a baby. Yeah. He's not a baby. Right. And you knew the situation from jump. And so it's like, why now are you pushing for your drughead-ass daughter to have her right. son? You know what I mean? Have your grandchild. And I, I get it that your daughter, you want to protect her. She's trying to turn over a new leaf. I get all of that. However... You had plenty of opportunities to step in as a grandparent, and you chose not to. Mm-hmm. You chose not to. Yep. And so it's completely unfair for you to now all of a sudden do all the. You call child services on yeah. this man. Yeah. Call child oh. services. And it wasn't on even him. that deep. And it's like. It is not that deep. I don't I don't understand that. And I, I guess. Anybody should have got child services called on him. Ahem. Ahem should have been your daughter yeah yeah because to his point he says it every week like she's been in and out of blue's life trying to get herself together all the while ralph angel 
He still has his shit to deal with, but he's always been there for Blue the entire time. She's working two jobs a detriment. Like, she using that against him. Right. Yeah, she she's just she's been she's been work. ridiculously difficult, she's and it could be it could be her insecurities about her shortcomings because you know how sometimes parents might feel like they fail when they have a, a child who run off and do goofy things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be her her feelings about herself. herself. Yeah. yeah, you know she maybe feel like she felt she failed as a parent because Darla went off and she was on her you know hooked on drugs and stuff like that. So it could be her like, well, maybe if I get him then maybe I can, you know, get that hold on on Blue and maybe raise him to be something different. Yeah. I don't know, you know. But she needs to back off a little bit. She does. Relax. She does. She's um, doing she's doing the absolute most. Micah need to relax. Oh my god. Chill out. Him and his mouth. I get it. You trying to come into your own, but your mouth is smart. I be done smack the shit out of Micah. Your mouth. Like I Not mouth. Your mouth. <laughs> what an F. <laughs> M O U mouth with your mouth. Okay. <laughs> He'd have got smacked. And yeah. I, I just feel that, you know, me as a person, I'm not a parent yet, but as a person, I'd have tagged the shit out of Micah a long time ago. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Aunt Nova. And I'm like, I already knew that because she's she's not gonna holler at she's not gonna talk and to And I wanted her to so bad. I needed Nova to talk mm-hmm. crazy to him mm-hmm. for the simple fact that he Wanted to avoid talking to his mother no. and run to her because he knew Nova's he not doing knew that. that Nova wasn't going to go there with him, and so I needed and Nova to have that he, moment. That's why he wanted to talk to her because she's Ugh. not going to do that. My Lanta. Nova's not going to do that. My Lanta. I can't. Um, nope. He needs his mouth. And I'm and I'm glad that Nova is finally starting to get herself together. I hope for real, for real yeah. this time. Um, I'm glad that thing with her and Remy is over because that was creeping me out a little bit. Um, I'm gonna keep my thoughts about that to myself. I mean, like I like we talked about it before. I get it, but Nova be all over the place. She does. She's she's always all over the place. She does. So I hope she can just. But I I don't know. Um, that kind of went hard on her last episode. Listen, when I tell you Aunt Vi went off she went on every on damn body in that yeah. episode. <laughs> she went hard. But she say, I need you to come to yourself or something like that. I was like, damn. Aunt Vi was that hurt not my feelings. playing and, with none yeah. of these folks. That hurt my feelings. And I don't, I don't even have nothing to come to myself about, I don't think. But, um, yeah. Yep. She went hard on her. She was like, well, okay. Yep. So, I don't know. Vi and Hollywood. I'm just still out here looking for a Hollywood. Me That's too. All. I, just, I want one of them. Yep. I really want one of them. Yep. So if Walmart is having a sale on any Hollywoods or... Because I know John Eagle. <laughs> I know yeah. John, no, John, John Eagle ain't having a... Uh-uh. Um, Walmart shit. Even Save-A-Lot. Save-A-Lot having a... I don't even shop at Save-A-Lot, but if you're going to get one, one, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a Hollywood one. from you. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... You know, I don't know what I got to do to get one. Is there a line to sign up for it yeah. or some sort of checklist? Or Cricket. If y'all got one, I'll switch from Verizon to Cricket. Metro PCS, which Oops. y'all working with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Assurance yeah, Wireless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should I take an Obama one? I'll give, me, I'll, give me a little, I'll give me a little jitterbug. You know what I'm saying? With the big numbers on it. I'll take all of that. So I'll get a flip phone. <laughs> if it's a Hollywood, fuck that. I got a question. 
I don't know. It must have been a lot because he was out here just he's spending it. I don't definitely spending it. I forget the exact amount, but it was a lot of money. Because he all trying to get that nice little venue for the wedding and all that stuff. Yeah, he just out here living his best life, and I'm not mad at it. But I like the scene where he checked Vi a little bit when she was mad at Nova over her article about um. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "No, because yeah. I feel that." And he talked about the miscarriage and how that still affects him eleven mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "No, we do feel things. Like you don't get it." Yeah, maybe he really was feeling. And like that that goes into a bigger conversation, which could be a whole podcast episode by itself about how black people in suicide and black people in mental health. We talk about the shit all the yeah. time. But it plays right into that because yeah. we don't, you know, for whatever reason, mental health is still a taboo issue. And so when you hear shit like, oh, my brother used to have thoughts about, you know, mm-hmm. suicide or my, my dad used to have thoughts about suicide. It's like, nigga, what? Why would you publicize yeah. that? And in reality, it's why would you not right. publicize that? Talking about it just makes him look weak, and I'm like, no, it's, no, it's it actually human. doesn't. Like that's real life stuff. It makes him look like a human being. Like he was struggling, and it's okay to struggle. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think it touches on another issue about black males actually dealing with emotions and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's not something that's really publicized either. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. It's black men. We just gotta, we're told to just take it. Yeah, or, yeah. Yep. You know, deal with it. Yeah, that push shit on. up. Yep. And even just, just um, it up, be a man. yeah. And even just the effects of like miscarriage. I mean, everybody's always like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard on the women who are pregnant and they lose the baby, but it also has an effect on the men too. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that baby. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, too. it affects y'all too. Like, I mean, I've never been through it, obviously, and, like, I don't want to, hopefully, prayerfully, but, you know, um, it does affect y'all, too. Like he said, it's been 11 years, and it still affects him. Yeah. Like, men have men are affected by that, too. Yeah. It's not just us. Yep. So that hurts. I think that whole, that whole episode... It was a really you know saying, good episode. Like, had some male vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dealing from the father and his issues that, you know, Nova spoke about. Nova spoke about and then what's going on with Ralph Angel mm-hmm. how he handled Blue Yep. Mm-hmm. how it wasn't just yelling and whooping it was about if you look at how he talked to Blue mm-hmm. and was like yeah I yelled and you know I should have handled that differently you know yeah, you know, when he talked to him about, you know, prison and Blue asked him, is that where bad people go? And his mm-hmm. answer was, you know, I did some bad things. But I'm not a bad you know person. Saying, but I'm not a bad person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole, that whole conversation, you know what I'm saying? So, so, what I really liked about that episode was between the father, Ralph Angel, and Hollywood, which are pretty much three, the main three male figures mm-hmm. in this show. But you, you even you gotta law. include Davis in this conversation too, because even through all of his bullshit, mm-hmm. him having to come face to face with Micah, Micah, I think that was a, a really heavy scene. That was a good scene where he had to like oh, yeah. say to him, yeah. you know, I've 
been fucking up. Yeah, I've been selfish. But I, what, yeah, yeah, I've been selfish. And here's what it is. I thought that was a really dope scene for them. And as much as I can't stand Davis, I... Ugh. I hate when he's on the screen. Like, get him off the fucking screen. Yeah. But he always looking stupid. You just look dumb. Get off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that was I a really Michael's powerful episode for men. Yeah, he, he de- Micah definitely is way in. He's way he, he, in he way everything. Head, but it's like, he, he just needs some guidance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I think he should listen to his girlfriend a little more. Yeah. I um, like Kiki. Me too. She's, she's level-headed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's all... I understand he got the vigor and he's all zealous and stuff like that, but at the same time, you know, yeah, he, he needs somebody to balance that out. He need to, yeah. he need to, you know, listen to what she's saying a little. I like Kiki. Yeah, I think she good for him. Yeah, and Charlie, she got her ass played. She got played. I, uh, I'm still. A, a wee bit optimistic that she didn't because I'm were hoping they, that were she they, didn't. Were they certain that the cousin whose seat that she bought, that he was going to turn down the prison? Is that why they needed him to get out of the paint? Because why would you go through all of that of giving her this information and then getting her to essentially blackmail this man out of his seat all for it to blow up in her face. Like, I I know how it looks at the end of the episode, how she walked away, but I also take her as a realist. And so for it was like, the way she walked away, she was like, okay, well, if there's no further business, it's like, okay, Charlie, you missed the memo. You didn't get it. And so we voted, or they voted. And so, end of story. Now what do we do? I'm almost looking at it at, like that. I'm hoping. I think that old white lady got a plan, dog. I'm hoping the way she walked away. I'm hoping. The way she walked out, she was unbothered. She was like, "Yeah, Hi. cool." Because I'm sucks. like, I'm like, because when we text each other, you was like, "Did Charlie get played?" I'm like, "It looks like it." But the way the lady, the way she looked away, and whatever she said at the end, I'm like, I'm hoping that she there's something else to it. Because it's almost sounding like they both missed the vote, mm-hmm. or that. Because she didn't, I really feel like, you know, the older white lady didn't know that they voted either. Mm-hmm. And so right. for me, I'm just holding on to the hope that Charlie did not get played because Charlie been catching L since Queen Sugar mm-hmm. started. And so I'm hoping that this is not a mo- another moment where it's like, damn, Charlie. You know what I mean? I really hope that this is a redeeming moment and, you know, that it's not how it actually appears. Or I'm hoping that. that there's some way... That the lady knows that there's something that they, what, yeah, like yeah. there has to be something because the way she walked away, it's like, all right, well, there's something else we can. Yeah, she's there's just like, there's, there's nothing else. Because I'm like, dang, it's like one thing after another. Like, Charlie Dave cheats on you, and then he has a baby yes. on you, and then your sister's dating your ex, and then your son and is and this, ass. It's Ugh. just one thing after another. Like Charlie needs a win. couple wins in her life. I do like her little fake little um other boo though. I wish she would just go ahead and give him the draws. Yeah, because she's playing. I want Mister Prosper to stay alive. I don't. I hope he. Oh that. my god! I love Mister Prosper, even though he's such like he's so he's typical old black person. Like he's just so stubborn. Stubborn. And he's just proud and he don't. That's like my granddad. I love him, but like, I, I just love him. I want to hug him. So I much. hope he don't die. I don't want him to die ever. I want to hug him. I love him. 
So. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to move us along because our next topic kind of moves us into our main topic. Laz, I don't know if you watch Love Is at all. I do. Okay, boom. So we in there. Because um, our main topic is about women needing to let their guard down or having to whatever almost relax their yeah, expectations people sometimes. in general but women for real for real because we do yeah and so what Liz, this is why we invited you into the conversation because we also need a male perspective on this i've also been polling some male friends um on this subject about you know what women expect versus what they're going to get in reality and i think love is is a perfect segue kind of into that because okay yeah. okay um. So, <laughs> I always do the wrong thing. Yeah, sick of y'all here. Like I hate. I don't like. Him. I don't know if I like him. Knowing who I am, again, knowing who I am as a person, Yasir would have been got the axe. Yeah, I don't. He would have got. I don't he think got I like him. I really don't. A long time ago, but looking at this story and how everything is evolving first of all we know how the story ends they're married and this shit has worked but it worked because nuri was willing to relax her standards about what she was looking for in a man that's nice and, and exactly I'm, that's hey i am congratulations right there nuri. with you i'm right there that's, with you that's nice because yasir would not have made it no this far. because her standards because everything going on with Yasir, that's a lot. That's that's like for real, for real relaxing. Yeah. That's like way like plummeting, relaxing. Yeah. Because I just watched his last episode and I was like, yeah, he got way too much going on. And that's what I'm saying. Knowing who I am as a woman, I would. There was first no, of all, he has way too much. Yeah. No. Way too he, much. He wouldn't. No. Just, you you had you came to the table and I get that you're secure in your manhood and all that stuff. And that stuff can be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But A, you're coming to the table with a lot of demands for somebody who doesn't have a pot to piss in nor the window to throw it out of. For somebody who's still living with their ex. Yeah, that would have been issue number one. You're still living with your ex. That's that's and a problem. And then you were sleeping in your car. Yeah. And then you had to push your car because it's not working. Push your car up the street. Not even like down and around the corner, but literally. No. Straight up the street. Um, so, yeah, I, I, no, I have feelings about no, Yasir. No, and not the good ones. I don't, I particularly don't care for Yasir. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> I, just, I actually just caught up on the last couple episodes within like the last few days. So I've been kind of like late. Um, so yeah, I caught up on the last episode and I saw him, you know, with the situation with his baby mom. Well, not his baby mom, his ex-wife. I, was, I don't want to call her his baby mom, his ex-wife. And just the fact that he was just so, um, I don't know, just his attitude about him questioning her taking his son out of the piano lessons and just just the, just the his anger and the childish ways that he handles things. Um, he's such a mama's boy, which I come across a lot of those often. I don't know. I know me personally. I'd have been like, no, nah, a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> me personally, I, when I met Nuri, I would have just had to chalk it up as 
damn, right person, wrong, wrong time. time. Yeah. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna even think about dating with all the stuff I got going on. Right. Cause he had a lot. I mean. And I think it was cool that he had, like, his, his dreams and his goals to become a writer and, you know, all of that stuff. That's cool, but he just had way too much going on. I mean, you're living with your ex. Y'all are dealing with all, all the things that y'all are dealing with. But it, it I don't know. And I just think Nori's a beast because I'd have been like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then he has those times where he can be like very sweet and like he talk like just the way he talks, he's very smart and all that stuff, but then it gets kinda hotepy too. So he got him. He's Muslim. Well you true. True. That is true. I forgot about that. You're right. So it's like it's not hotepy, it's just that he's Muslim. So you also are having to now, with the last episode with her mom, well, the Valentine's Day episode with her mom. Oh, yeah. And that how her father was Muslim and everything. but So she may be kind of used to it, but still, that you're not Muslim. Right. So all that stuff going on, plus the expectation to change your religion or adhere to his religion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Adhere to... You know, his, you know, when they met, it was Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was kind of going along, she was going along with it. So it was like, you got all this stuff going on, and you want me to adhere to my religious, you know, your religious beliefs and not mine. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's a lot. And again, if I was just see the last thing would be on my mind is, is, is having a woman come into my life at such a turbulent time. Now, I understand as a man that because we're men and women don't pursue, as much as y'all like to say, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, <laughs> y'all don't. So, as men, you know, we kind of have to live by thing of we can't I know you've heard you can't let a let a pretty one pass you by because we don't know when we're gonna see you again. And us as the pursuers, we gotta kinda, you know what I'm saying, take that role of, you know, taking that initiative if we see somebody that we like but at the same time, I feel like when I saw Nuri walking down the street, I would have just had to be like Shoot your I wouldn't have shot my shot with all the shit I got going on. Like, <laughs> I just that just would have been one that got away. Cause it's just it's just certain things that you know when you bring somebody into a situation, um, you want it to be as drama free as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how like Right. You know what I'm saying? So with all the stuff he got going on with unemployment, with him being the uh, you know trying to break into the Hollywood scene with him living with his ex with him I mean the man had drawers on when he met her yeah he, he was walking around the street with drawers on literally yeah. he was walking around with boxes on so it's like if I can't even cover my ass 
But some dudes don't care. Like, they'll just be like, whatever. So, Shell, let me ask you this, because I know we, we talk a lot about fuckboys, and we give fuckboys a hard time. Do you ever recall a time where you've... Now, flat-out fuckboy, probably not. But somebody who had maybe a couple fuckboy tendencies, but you saw something a little bit different. Have you ever been in that situation where it's like, I don't want to, I'm going against my better judgment, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm going to give you a shot anyway. Yeah. And you can see where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still the fuck single. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, I've, I've had conversations with a couple male friends. And, like, like I told you in Buddha, this conversation has become, has come up repeatedly just within a week's time span. And so one of the things that has come up from the male point of view is that while we might see certain dudes as, like, an absolute not, um, there are still those I guess teachable moments because let's be clear men are stupid sorry Les but y'all don't pick up on shit as fast as we do or y'all don't pick up on hints or y'all don't I don't I don't know what no, it is y'all drop too many y'all are just not as direct as and shit then, and I am and, and that that leads to my point the fact that y'all want us to be mind readers and we can't do that like hints and shit just say what the fuck you want Right, so it's, it's almost like but a no. redirecting situation. So if you have a nigga that says to you, like, for instance, the line I hate to my core is like, yo, you try and come over and chill? Or a nigga that's like, mm, I don't really do dates, but you can come over. That type of shit, my first reaction like would be like, like, say that again? No, because I had somebody tell me that one time. And remember I told you about mm-hmm. him with the four kids? And mm-hmm. he was like, first of all, you have four kids, so that's too many kids for me. <laughs> right, but right. he was like, I'm not in a position to date right now because I got so much going on. Mm-hmm. My child has this, but we had to get y'all. And I was like, oh, okay, I appreciate your honesty. You're cool. We can hang out, whatever, whatever. So then he starts texting me, um, you know, all this stuff. And then it turned into like, poetry like all this poem all these poems and like you're beautiful Mm -hmm. and I'm so sad I can't see your beautiful face today and you know they say when you like somebody you make time for them blah 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 blah. and then he was like yeah I wouldn't mind chilling with you on a regular so it went from I'm not in a position to date right now to I wouldn't mind chilling with you on a regular so I'm like no damn why would he call me now um (laughs) I wouldn't mind chilling with you on a regular to like first I, I don't have I'm not in a position to date I don't have time I got way too much going on but you have time to chill right no I'm not no right. no I'm not doing that so in that instance is that something okay let's just say he didn't have four kids is that something that you would be willing to say to him like I understand you're not in a position to date but these are the things that I am looking for and these are the things that I am expecting out of not even a relationship but if this is something that you're interested in pursuing these are the things that I'm interested in or what is it just a flat out no okay 
I mean, well, with him, he had four kids, so that was just enough. <laughs> like I said, he was cool. I was like, you know, I wish I could have seen the look she just gave me. We can go hang out, <laughs> kick it, get something to drink. But I'm just like, if you're not in a position, because I'm, I'm not trying. If you have time to chill, you have time to go on dates. So what I think he probably meant was that he doesn't have money. To go out Basically. on a date. Because if you want to date somebody, you can make the shit you can happen. Make the shit it happen. doesn't even have to be. And this is what men fail to realize. When we say shit oh, like damn. we want to go on dates, we don't mean that it has to be like five-star no. restaurants and that we going to get... We can go on a picnic. We going to limousines and we doing all this that and the third. No, that literally just means I want to spend time with you. And so I think sometimes that's where we might fall short in the clarity or in the communication aspect of it. Like being very clear. It's like, okay, I expect for you to take me out on dates, but this is what I mean when I say dates. But I'm not chilling in your house all day either. Oh yeah, no. You I'm know not what doing I mean? That that's what that's what I'm not doing. So no. I mean I wanna be outside doing stuff. Yeah. So that could mean we can just take a walk around the around the way real Absolutely. quick or something. I don't know, I don't care what that is, but I'm not sitting in your house all day. So if you have time to chill, which means you want to fuck. Yes. Then you have time to be outside. Spend yes. the time with me too. Yes. And if you don't have time to date and do all that extra shit that takes effort, then you don't have time to chill with me. Yeah. So you can kiss my ass. I'll stop talking to him so bad. And you got four kids. That's too many kids for me. Bye. <laughs> That's too fucking many kids for me. My limit is two kids. You got four. That's too fucking many kids. So, Les, as a man, are there moments where you... Really, you know, same thing with the the whole Nuri and Yasir situation where you wanted to pursue a woman and you wish she would have just kind of let her guard down a little bit. Oh, so you just got your shit together, huh? Excuse us. Excuse the fuck out of us, Les. It's not that I got my shit together. It's just that... Like, even right now, like... I work, you know what I'm saying, um, even though, you know, I, I pay child support every month and stuff like that, I can afford to date mm-hmm. and things like that, but I choose not to because, you know, right now, my focus is on my health, mm-hmm. and, you know, me getting back to, me getting back to me, and I'm also doing some self-examining because, because of this divorce, I really don't. Now I won't know this until I get back out there. But I'm taking my t- taking my time. Cause that was about to be my next question. Because we can flip it back on you. Because it's not even just us who need to let our guard down. Like, what about you dealing with all the things that you have dealt with? Like, do you feel like you could let your guard down a little bit? And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I've yet to figure out how my divorce has affected me when it comes to dealing with women because mm-hmm. I haven't really dealt with women mm-hmm. like, there's a couple girls in Birmingham when I was living in Birmingham that you know I talked to or whatever off of Tinder or whatever but it wasn't them really real deep you know really right so I have yet to know how my divorce has affected me as far as you know how I am with women when it comes to being serious do I do I Am I am I really trusting again? Am I, you know, uh, am I really willing to 
give my all again or give my all at least for the sake of give as much as a relationship requires again. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Now, I won't know until I do it. But at the same time, I feel like um, I ain't ready yet. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like I ain't ready yet because, man, it's new rules out here. Yeah. And I'm kind of a barbarian. Like, I'm just stuck in my ways. I know I'm not old. I'm only 33. But I feel like, as a man, with all this, you can't holler at me in the street type shit. And it's like, yo, when am I going to see you again? It's like the Yasir thing. Like, when is he going to see Nuri again? So I understand why he hollered. Because it's kind of like, yeah, it's a small world, as they say, true. But... At the same time, as men, because we are the pursuers, we can't let we can't let you pass without saying something respectful. <clears throat> so it's like I don't know the new rules. So Les, let me let me rules. ask you this: outside of like, you know, I don't want a woman who cheats, or I don't want a woman who disrespects our relationship. Blah blah blah. What are some, I'll even go as far as saying, what are some, I guess, petty non-negotiables for you as a man? I can't even say petty because they may not be petty to you, but what are some, I guess, simple things that are non-negotiables for you in a relationship? Combativeness. Mm. I don't. Sometimes you have to have the argument mm-hmm. for the sake of the growth of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I learned, you know, with my marriage. Because sometimes it's a lot of things that, well, not a lot, a lot. But it's some things that I felt like I should have just said, fuck it, let's have the argument mm-hmm. for the sake of the relationship instead of avoiding the, the, the you know, the argument. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just being combative for combative sake, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, not having a sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I can't have you with your, with your wrinkles in your forehead all the time. <laughs> like, I, I just, Come on, wrinkles. <laughs> I just can't, man. Absolutely. Like, why your face balled up? Why? <laughs> why? Right. Things, but 
just to just be down on yourself all the time, mm-hmm. I can't have it. And smoking cigarettes. Ugh, sorry. Gross. Ugh. Terrible. Gross. So, follow-up question. With those non-negotiables that you just listed, let's take confidence, I think, for one. That might be the easiest one. Okay. Do you ever feel like you could be in a position with a woman who may not have the level of confidence that you want, but you're almost willing to work with that? Like, do you feel like a woman in a relationship who's insecure, it's solely on her to build up that confidence? Like, are you willing to work with her to build that up? I don't see. That's not something that I can. I mean, these are hypotheticals because you may not have, have actually I mean, gone through that. this is not that. something that I can have determined in fact at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's something that I noticed during the, you know, getting to know you phase and, you know, stuff like that, I could bring it up. I could be like, hey, you know, why don't you? I noticed that you, you know, such and such or such and such about yourself. I'll bring it up. And, you know, I can reassure them, but it's only so much reassurance I can give mm-hmm. before they, you know, start to believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it ain't always got to be about looks when I mean confidence. It could be right. about goals. For sure. Right. It could be about your goals. It could be about you know, um, other things. So it ain't necessarily about, you know, looks and stuff like that. But still, I want you to be as confident as you can be. And if and if I happen to balance that out and I help you with that, that's cool, but I don't want it to be a job. Mm-hmm. I want it to be maybe like a, somewhat of a supplement. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be my sole responsibility to be like, hey, what's up with your goal? Right, and that and that's what I mean. Like, because she would obviously have to be in a position where she's willing to help herself. But as a man, are you? Would you be willing if you see that she's doing what she needs to do? You know, it's it's for me to uplift. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're in a relationship, you uplift each other Mm -hmm. because everybody got strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So. When you are observant, you know what I'm saying, you, you notice those weaknesses and you notice those strengths and, you know, you uplift each other. So I feel like as long as that's happening and it doesn't, like, a, if it, A, if it doesn't become one-sided and B, if it doesn't become like a job. Right. Like, if you don't say nothing, like, let's say this person wants to be an artist when it comes to, like, painting or whatever. And... If you don't say nothing about painting them, you'll never see this motherfucker paint. <laughs> right. They only motivated when you say something. Nah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But if it's somebody who is inspired by what you're doing, or you know what I'm saying, use that inspiration or use your compliments or whatever as inspiration and motivation to do what they got to do, then that's different. Right. Because support. You know, you're supposed to support, you know what I'm saying, the people that you with. So, okay, let me switch Let me switch gears a minute. Because the same way we talk about love is there was a lot, a lot, a uh-huh. lot of divide um, when it comes to insecure. Which, by the way, so comes on Sunday. It sure does come on Sunday, and I cannot wait. 
The big, the friend, um, what is her name? Fuck is her name? But yeah, yeah, we know, yeah. She's the only person I like on that show. Damn, what is her name on there? I I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of her name on there. Yeah. So the question is, and this is, this is the, what caused the team Issa, team Lawrence debate, because Lawrence was in a position where he was, well, not unemployed. He was underemployed. Um, he had goals. He had things that he wanted to do. Um, but it came across to Issa as though he was unmotivated to get there. And so dealing with somebody like a Lawrence, just in that aspect alone, Shell, is that something that you would be willing to kind of relax your expectations on? Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just take that specific instance where like literally on the show how Lawrence was and how Issa was not anything else after they broke up or after she cheated or any of that, but literally that with situation him, with his job with yes. him being unmotivated. Yeah. Cause it was for like, yeah, because and the reason why I hesitate because she perceived it as him being unmotivated. Whereas some other people would say he was in a slump about he, he was in an insecure slump. He was feeling down on himself. So a lot of people felt like she should have supported him more. So where Team Issa feels like he should have got up off he his ass. He should have got up. Right. Because it was for like a good year or so, wasn't it? It was for a minute. It was for a minute. Okay, so what, here's the thing. Here's where, com, here's where communication could have came in. Yes. Um, communication could have solved a lot of that. She didn't communicate her her concerns and her frustrations and all of that. And I feel like in a situation like that, if you're just sitting around and you keep talking about this app and all the stuff that you want to start and I'm not seeing any progress or you, I'm not seeing what you're doing and I'm getting up and going to work every day, then I'm going to have to get up and say, hey, look, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting up for work every day. I'm, uh, I'm going to try to say it nicely, of course. Mm-hmm. But... You keep talking about this thing, this goal, and this app, and all the stuff that you want to start. How can I help you get there? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When are we starting? Mm-hmm. What is your plan? Because we got bills and stuff to pay. Because mm-hmm. you got to be straightforward, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you got you got to be able to support, but you got to be straightforward, now, too. Okay, so let's say the bills are still getting paid because he's working. He's just he was not on unemployment. doing what he needed to do. He was working at no, best no, 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 not until like later on though. He was here's, he was on unemployment for a minute. Unemployment was clearly helping cover that rent because the minute he left, she had to. She was thinking about selling that motherfucker and moving out. So that's what I'm saying. Like financially, things are still being taken care of. Bills are still getting paid, whether it's unemployment, oh, he's still whether it's Best Buy or whatever. So get up and do something. But still, the minute that he left, regardless of Best Buy, he was already at the career. I think. Well, no, he left the Best Buy shirt at the place. Right. What I'm saying is before oh, yeah. Best Buy, stuff was getting covered. So the unemployment he was getting was at least helping her cover rent. Right. But I think she was getting getting her birthday. Oh yeah, he sure did. Yeah. He sure did. That that's on him. 
Yeah, I think it. I think it was a slump. It was a slump, and just him being down on him. So I think that was unattractive to her. For yeah. sure, that was that was that was unattractive I, to her. Now here's the thing with me. That was what I went through with my man. Like when I met when I met my ex wife, right? I met her because I was on OKCupid okay and I was a you know what I'm saying I'm an artist and I saw that she was doing photos. So when I met her, it was strictly on business. Mm-hmm. But doing that business meeting, we talked about business for maybe like twenty minutes. And the rest of the six hours was us just at a restaurant talking. You know what I'm saying? So for the next three days, us spending six hours apiece just talking. So we only talked business for a very short time. Mm-hmm. And she listened to my music, and she fell in love with my music before she even fell in love with me. So thing is, though, when I met her, she was more business-minded. When I met her, she was promoting her... She's a, she, was, she was a bomb-ass cook. So, she was promoting her lust delivery service. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like she had some ambition. She had some goals. So, I was helping her promote that shit. I was passing out flyers at the church. I was going to the barbershop passing out free samples. You know what I'm saying? Like I was posting this shit on Instagram. Like, I was being supportive because I felt like this was something that she really wanted to do. And she was talented at it. And not only that, but she did the photos and she could do makeup. She she you know what I'm saying? She had a lot of talents. When we got married, well, not even when we got married, when things because we were together for five years total, mm-hmm. married for two going on three. So during that time, it was like things started to fall off. On her end. Now, me, I had bought her this camera because, you know what I'm saying, she needed a camera that not only had photo, but had video. You know what I'm saying? It's 2013 at the time. You know what I'm saying? So, photography is stepping up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got people out here shooting videos with their cameras, and all she had was a Canon that could just Snap, snap, snap. You know what I'm saying? So I bought her, you know what I'm saying, a Rebel T3 that had the, the capabilities of the video and stuff like that. So if she wanted to do a wedding or something like that, you know, she could do video too because I believed in her. You know what I'm saying? So that turned into her, you know, even though I didn't want to mix business with pleasure, but, you know, when she did my photo shoot, it was based on what we did before we met. Afterwards, I felt like I didn't want to mix business and pleasure. I feel like she had to do because I was going to pay. Even though she was my woman, I still feel like she should get paid for her service. Right. Because it's still her talent. And you still, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She didn't want my money. So when she would shoot my videos and shoot my performances, the very thing that I didn't want happened. She felt like she got to well, at least what she said at, during the divorce was she felt like she got too lost in what I was doing. Because st- I'm still out here doing my music. Mm-hmm. I'm still out here pursuing my dream. But I'm asking you what you want to do. Because every time you start something, like she started a YouTube channel when we moved to Tennessee where, you know, she was cooking and doing different recipes. But she stopped after three episodes. So I would ask her, you going to do a fourth? You going to do a fifth? She fell off. 
I was asking co-workers, hey, do you know anybody that worked at the University of Tennessee? We right up the street. Go to the art district. Even when we moved up here in D.C. when we got married. Yo, this place in Baltimore, D.C. got an art district. I talked to somebody at Hobby Lobby and be like, yo, host the fucking wine and art shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, something. But she eventually just fell off of that ambition that attracted me to her. So I'm not saying that I got less attracted to her, but what ended up happening was, you know, I would ask her about her goals and she would have no answer. And that shit didn't attract me. Mm. I was like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? One of the things that I married you for, I thought we were going to be this artistic couple, you know what I'm saying, pursuing our dreams, because none of us want to work for nobody. Okay. We want to be able to do what we want to do. Right. And, you know, get monetary gains off of what we do. And that shit fell off. So when that fell off, she got more focused on what the fuck her family was doing. And that became, that became her focus. And that's when I feel like the relationship started to fall apart because what was keeping us attracted to each other and busy at the same time, one person wasn't doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand Issa Rae feeling how she felt. Like, yo, when are you when are you going to talk about this app? Like, right. yo, when are you going to start up this lunch delivery service? When are you going to add something to this YouTube channel? When are you going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I feel her on that. Um, I just felt like Lawrence, the difference between Lawrence and my ex-wife is, I feel like Lawrence had a goal in sight. He had at least something he was he trying something. to work toward. Right. He may have been turning down offers, and it's kind of like, yo, why you turn down that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, nah, I want the right one. Because have y'all seen the movie Acrimony? No, yeah, I still um, haven't watched it. Okay, I want y'all to watch Acrimony. Okay. Because in that movie, it'll have you thinking like this. Well, I don't even want to spoil it for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Acrimony fits in this conversation when we talk about Lawrence and his Okay. So, watch Acrimony, please. And we, if you want to have an episode about it, we can, but we can just, you know what I'm saying, have a group chat about it. But when I watched Acrimony about last month, I was like, damn. It wasn't, it's not the movie that you think it is. Okay. But, yeah, it kind of fits in this Lawrence Issa Rae situation. But, yeah, in my situation, I, I was the Issa Rae. I was going to work. Well, in Tennessee, she didn't have to work because my salary was, was, you know what I'm saying, covering both of us. Mm-hmm. And even though at home, she was, she was doing the homemaking thing. I can't lie. I had to get up at 5 in the morning and go to that prison. She was up at 5, cooking breakfast and everything else. But once we moved from Tennessee to Huntsville, and I was making about $11,000 less, and I couldn't do everything that I could do for her, like, pay my car note and her car note plus bills. That's when things started to fall apart. She felt like I wasn't the husband that I promised to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, yo, instead of saying, hey, babe, how can I help fill in? Or do I need to get a job? 
so I can cover my car, though, because it's my car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not the husband I'm supposed to be because you ain't paying for my car. They're saying, hey, babe, I understand that you took a big-ass pay cut for me because I was homesick and I wanted to move back to Alabama. What can I do to help supplement? You know what I'm saying? You got to add it to so it all boils down to, like Shell said, it all boils down to communication. It also re- it boils down yeah. to whenever you enter into a marriage. Because, I mean, I've never been married, but just from what I've observed, um, expectations change, people change. Mm-hmm. And the longer yeah. you want your relationship to last, the more you're going to have to understand that. And that, you know, yeah. the person I am right now might not be the person that you're with two years from now. And so it's it's about... Oh, yeah, because she was 25 when I met her. Right. She was 25. Now she's 29. And she's a different person. Dang, she's, you know she's that young? I don't know why I thought well, she no, was she okay. just turned 31 yesterday. Um, she, just turned, she just turned 31 yesterday, but... I'll still punch her. We were 29. <laughs> she was 29 when... Um, still slide out on her, bitch. She we were separated. Still right on her. Mm-hmm. Shit. We were 29 when she separated. Okay. So, yeah, she's, yeah, she's 31 now. Okay. So, what I'm saying, you know, she was 25. You know what I'm saying? So, she was a halfway 20, you know, thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying people don't grow and people don't change. But, again, that wasn't communicated because I felt like she grew into that housewife mode Mm -hmm. and those dreams and aspirations. She didn't want them no more, but it wasn't communicated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm still expecting her to be the ambitious person that she wanted to be. Right. But she wanted to be housewife. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, now I think that's why when... That's why she started to panic when she got pregnant mm-hmm. and everything fell apart when Remy was born because I was in between jobs at the time from working two minimum wage jobs to trying to get this trying to get this other job and she was so concerned about that even though Remy had all he needed because you know the baby shower that my folks you know what I'm saying and people who love me you know what I'm saying sent shit so he was straight he ain't need for nothing. But she was still panicking. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why, because she fell into that housewife mode. And I wasn't aware. I thought she was still trying to do her art and, you know, stuff like that. And that shit fell off. And it wasn't communicated. Because when I asked her about her goals, she couldn't give me an answer. Mm -hmm. And so you interpreted that as her essentially being unmotivated. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's back out of dating because Shell and I have never been married, so that's something that we cannot. Well, relate my therapist to. told me I, I need to start. Long, so we can talk about dating. My therapist told me the other day I need to start dating, and she came from my uh-huh. from my neck. So well, what did she say, uh-huh. sis? Well, Tell basically, us. basically, basically, she asked me if I was dating, and I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she just looked at me like, why? Mm-hmm. And I try to come up for every reason for why I'm not. 
And I was like, well, because I need to, like, get over some things, and I need to do this, and I need to get... And she was like, Michelle, shut up. (laughs) She was like, shut up. She was like, I don't want to hear none of that. She was like, you need to get out and date and get out of the house. And she was like, "Um, you're too smart, you're too pretty, you're too nice to not have somebody. She was like, I mean, you deserve it. She was like, you need to get over these insecurities that you have these fears that you have, let it all go and like get out there. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, like I done been through all this stuff and yada, yada, yada. And she was like, but how do you know? How will you get it if you don't practice? Mm-hmm. And I was like, shut up. And I was like, but you right though. I was like, you right, sis. You right. You right. So now I got to go meet somebody's dusty son. <laughs> and so it comes into play with us as women also being too hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yep. She was like, you have to let go of all of that. She was like, I mean, you're you're way too smart and pretty and nice to not have somebody. Like, you deserve all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not out there dating? Mm-hmm. And the way the way I've looked at it, even just within this past week, I've had some some things, you know, kind of brought to my attention is that I have this fear, and I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. has it, but you hold on to these things in an effort to not be played or mm-hmm. to not, mm-hmm. you know, get your heart broken and all these other things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. have all of these defenses in place to where you might actually be shutting out somebody who could be very good for you. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you already have like these preconceived notions. Cause somebody said to me, they were like, if you're always, approaching things like oh well that he's a fuck boy or you know fuck boy this and fuck boy that then you're never going to find the person because at some point they're they're all going to fall into a fuck boy in that category one way or another because she kept saying okay so when are you going to start dating and i was like Yeah, she's like, well, when are you going to start? And I was like, I don't know. So then she's like, so, okay, you need to do this, yada, yada, yada. And then, again, when are you going to start? And I was like, right now, I guess. <laughs> as soon as I go outside, I don't I don't know what answer you're looking for. Yeah, there. she's like, no, like, you have to get out there and you got to stop and get over these insecurities and fears and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, you're right, though. And I think it, especially – where we are age wise, mm-hmm. like a lot of the prime candidates are taken. And even yeah. even the prime yep. candidates still have their fuckable ways. If you look you disagree, Laz. Laz says he disagrees. As a man in my thirties in the same age group as y'all, I'm telling you, it's more of us out there than you believe. Because see, the narrative is that we not dealing with riff raff ourselves. That women are just so great. And so perfect, and we don't deal with shit, and we're not looking either. And that's just oh bad. no, <laughs> no. There's some terrible ass women out Absolutely. here. Absolutely, that's just not true. So the thing is, you know, I don't know. I, I, it, it's more of us out here than you believe. Because I got, I got uh, one of my close friends. He's he's right there with me. He's only a year year and a half younger than me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're both in the same boat. Now, I'm not, he's not a divorcee like I am. You know. Is he married? Um, okay. No, he's not. That's Shell, shoot so, your shot. Shoot he your shot, like? Shell. Who he is. Who? Andre. 
how old I had a girlfriend? That was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was back when we still had drifts. Oh, I thought Andre had a girlfriend. Well. <laughs> so, my thing is, you know, it's, and, and, you know, the friends that I had back in Alabama, you know, we were all on the same boat. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, it's more of us out there than the internet would have you believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but the internet would have you believing that it's nothing but footballs out here. Yeah. We all, we all fuck, we all footballs. And we all don't know how to treat a woman, and we all, and that ain't true. It's but the way some men present themselves on the internet too is a turn off, because some of these men on here just be acting up. Show you who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, even with me, I feel like once I get healthy and stuff back again, um, even though I feel like the rules have changed as far as pursuits, nothing is wrong with an old-fashioned, excuse me, miss. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're not feeling me, you're not feeling me, whatever. But... It's still ways to put yourself out there. And, you know, the fear of rejection. Now, as far as men go, I'm not saying all men take rejection well, but, I mean, it's part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Women, y'all take that shit a whole different way. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like y'all got to put yourselves out there a little more and just take that rejection on the chin. And it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's not even the rejection. It's the fact that, like, sometimes we put ourselves out there and then we find out that you got a girlfriend or you married or you got a kid on the way and you just lie and you just a fuck-ass nigga and that's it. It's the same for us. But y'all take rejection a little more personally than we do. Yeah. 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 But that's because society always tells us that, like, if you don't, if a man don't like you, then it's your fault. here's Here's what I... I believe women almost aren't allowed to have expectations like we are and we have them. But here's the thing. Um, The way single men, the way single women outnumber single men, it's like, okay, a woman can have expectations, but as soon as it's some shit that the guy's not going to line up with or that he's not going to agree with, no matter how much we want to work with him, as soon as we kind of step out of that boundary or whatever, he's not going to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Or in most cases, he's not because yep. he has the opportunity to cut us off because no matter how good of a woman we might be, there's always going to be someone else who can step right in and take over. Yep. So it's almost like... As soon as we find somebody, which is why a lot of us find ourselves in situations where we do lower our expectations, we lay them down by the water side because it's like, not we as in Annie and Michelle, but there are a lot of women who set themselves up for some bullshit just for the sake of saying that they have a man. Now, that that's a whole different mindset, a whole different conversation. But I do feel like men have the opportunity to be more choosy and who it is that they want to be with. Because, again, as soon as a woman steps outside of that boundary box that he has, mm-hmm. he's on to the next. Whether that's physically, mentally, yep. whatever it is, he's on to the next because this woman didn't give him this one thing. Whereas women, we feel like we have to make 
exceptions. Or you messed up just one time, so you pissed me off. Good night. But we're supposed to forgive every transgression that y'all do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's more of a personality. No, that's what we're told to do. We're supposed to forgive everything y'all do. I don't think that has to do with notice. Because as a man, we can't just walk outside and get every woman we want either. That's the thing. As many women, as many women as it is out here, I know the numbers game falls in our favor as far as statistically. Absolutely it does. But realistically, it's more women not feeling us than there are feeling. So, but I always think there's there's a woman willing to do whatever for a man. You know what I mean? There's always a woman. I don't care if the man is a bum or if he's rich. There's always a woman willing to do any and everything for a man versus a versus a man doing whatever for a woman. And there's just like there's pick me's out there. There are simps out there. So you can't say that. But there's more pick me's out there than there are simps. Yes, there yes, are. It's about the same, man. No, Les. It's about the same. No, I disagree. I'm you, I disagree. The thing is, I won't settle for a pick me just like you won't settle for a sin. That's, That's listen. And it also. There's more sense out here getting chose. Well, maybe maybe that's because I know more pick me's than you know sense. I don't know. But I know a lot of goddamn pick me's. Also, I think it is that. Black women. Oh Lord. Tend to like. <laughs> oh God, I'm Tend nervous. to like black men more than any other race. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I thought so, she was going. I thought she was going to go. I this was going somewhere. Last. With, I thought she was going somewhere else with it. Laz almost hung up on you. It was. I was. I was. I was like, am I going to have to end my friendship with my homie after all these years, man? You almost got hung up on Laz. I thought. I thought I was going to have to end our friendship after 16 years. <laughs> so when it comes to when it comes to that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not one of these dudes who bash other black men. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, you know, I think that black women limit themselves a little more than black men do. And I think that's why we have more choices. Y'all already outnumber us, period. But Black men will go through a Latina phase. Black men will go through an Asian phase. Or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> black women, if you're not David Beckham, y'all David not Beckham fucking with a white Y'all not gonna fuck with George Costanza. That's not but, true. No. That's not true because even what? even going. I, I okay. Now this is only me speaking from my experience. Having gone to school with white boys since middle school, there have been some fine ass white men that I have come across. However, okay. I and I and th- these are men that I would have given the opportunity, but I don't attract men of the opposite race. Hell, it's a stretch for me to attract a black man, but. For a me, for me to, I just simply don't attract men of the opposite race. And even if I do, specifically with a white man, in the back of my mind, subconsciously, subconsciously, and this is something I have to work out. In my mind, I'm wondering, okay, is it that you actually want to be with me as a woman, or is this some sort of sick fetish that you're trying to work out and in your mind? That's how I feel too, and that's why I don't mess with them okay. either. Because I know some fat. They're they're. I went to Bowling Hills, which has been a diverse school since forever. Uh-huh. But 
I I went to school and I graduated with some fine ass white boys. Fine, but I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not into white men like that. I'm not ever into like dating white men like that. Indian dudes don't even Indian people don't even like black people. True that. Don't they don't they don't <laughs> like they don't like black people. Here it is with me. Okay. Now I've said this plenty of times. And few people disagree. Even though I innately innately don't like white women, I'm not attracted to them. But even if I was, I'm not the right complexion for the affection. White, when's the last time you seen a white woman, white woman with a light skin? I, I don't know. No, because they do like dark skin ones. You're right. If they, if, if they not the passing dudes like Jesse, what's his name? Dude that play on ER? Jesse Williams. Definitely not Jesse ER. Williams. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch them. ER ain't been on since childhood. But go ahead. Uh, Wentworth, the dude that played on Prison Break, right? Passing white, even though he's half black. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. Yeah, like if I'm not one of these passing motherfuckers with with green eyes, they don't date light skinned dudes. Shit, Prison Bay. Here's the difference. Here's the difference between. Here's the difference between men and women, though. The same reason I said that in my mind, I would have to wonder if I'm being fetishized. Whereas y'all don't give a fuck. If there was a white woman, an Asian woman, a Latina woman that approached you, you would give her the time of day and that would never even cross your mind. It would well, never cross that, your mind. I would. I, I, I'm not saying that the, the average wouldn't. You, because a lot of guys. Y'all will not. A lot of guys who are into what I'm into, especially me being video games and Japanese anime and history and all that stuff. Oh, you would think an Asian girl would be right on my alley. But. I lived in Asia for two years, and, you know, even though they see us as black folks differently, they call us African, they don't really look at us as American, but if we move there, we still look like a social experiment to them, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and again, I'm not the right complexion for the affection, because they want the blackness, even, they want the blackness to be there, when they bring their parents home to piss them off, they don't want him to be like, is he Puerto Rican? <laughs> is he Arab? No. <laughs> no, he's a nigga. Fool. <laughs> Full, <laughs> Full blown nigga. Shit. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not interested in dating like black, I mean, white men like that. Like, I, I fool, like, really, really want a black man. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I really, really, totally want a black man all the way. No, that's so not to say that I wouldn't date outside. Like, I would date, like, Puerto Rican or something like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I want my husband to be but a black man. Afro-Latino, so... Yeah. Afro, you know what I'm saying? They still got some black in their lineage. But, yeah, so I, I just think that... Yo, we deal with the black men, we deal with riff rap too. I just think that because we are pursuers and we get told more, we get told no, more so that... It's just, it's just kind of something that we have to deal with. And y'all take that rejection just a little different than we. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that y'all y'all just got to... I'm not saying y'all not tough. Y'all are tougher than we could ever be. Y'all go through shit that we will never go through. I will never fear for my life walking down the street and it's a bunch of dudes 
You know what I'm saying? Like shit that y'all deal with on a daily basis that we don't even have to fucking think about. Right. I'm not saying that. But when it comes to rejection, I just think that y'all just gotta just put yourself out there a little more. I gotta do it too. You know what I'm saying? That's what she told me. I just me. think that's just something that we just, we just gotta do as people to find who we want. Because if we don't put ourselves out there, we don't advertise ourselves, and we going if even if we're reluctantly going out, if we frowning the whole time and not looking like we want to be approached, then we won't. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just certain things that I think that we just got to get ourselves out of. We got to build our confidence up and just say, hey, if I really want to be happy and if I want to really have a mate, this is some shit that I got to do. And this is just how I got to do. I you think know? a lot of my problem is like, well, first of all, I'm four foot ten and I have a young face. So I look younger than what I am. I'm 34 years old, but I look like I'm 20 something or whatever. Well, if I so spirit, I am 12. I get, you know what I'm saying? So I get a lot of people that are like, tw- I get a lot of young dudes or I get a lot of old men. I think I'm young and dumb. So I never get like the in-between dudes that are my age. So I'm like, I don't want none of y'all young ass dudes that are looking for a mom. And I don't want you old ass niggas that are looking for a young dumb ass girl. Mm-hmm. And then right. on top of that, I think I'm I'm so used to like being in my space that I really enjoy my space by myself. Like I enjoy my peace. So I have to get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, like I don't want to share my space with anybody. I mean, that's why Whoopi Goldberg said she won't get married. She said, I don't want nobody in my house. Yeah, I don't want to share my space. And I was talking about that with my little brother one day. I was like, I don't know how, when I get into a relationship, how I'm going to adjust because I don't want to live with nobody. Like, I have to really, like, dead ass get out of that because I'm so okay with being by myself in my space. You grew up in a house where you were the only girl, right? Yeah, I mean, my yeah, because my sisters weren't here. They were out of state with their mom, but yeah. Right. So sharing your space, you probably had your whole your own room for most of your child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same with me. I grew up with two sisters. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up where I ain't have to share a room after like four or five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when and, and I've also never I've only cohabitated one time. Outside of that, I was like, I'm not cohabitating outside of marriage. So, one of the things that, one of the struggles that me and my ex-wife went through when we first got married was sharing the space. Because I wasn't used to that. Me being the only son, always having my room in the basement or always having my room to myself. Me sharing my TV and as much as I like to play video games and she want to watch this and that. You know, it was something that we had to really work through. So it's one of those things where, you know, everybody got to work through that shit. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on that. I feel you on, you know, having your space. But at the same time, you know, it's cool having that space for somebody who who gets you and you don't mind sharing your space. And it feels a whole lot better, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Having somebody to share those kikis with, share those, you know what I'm saying, those moments with. So I think that, you know, can't be so I try not to be so hard you know I'm trying not to be so hard in that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I try to I, if, if, 
Yeah, if I can find somebody who understands that, like, I'm a little bit more introverted. So I'm okay with going out and all that stuff and spending time and partying and all that stuff. But you got to understand when I need my space, I need it. Just let me recharge and have my little time and then I'm good. But I try not to be hard on people. The only thing is if you got cornrows, do not come at me. Yeah, no, no. Do not come at me if you got braids and cornrows. Mm-hmm. Do not come at me. It screams jail and 15 baby moms and kids. Do not come at me. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard's a winner, man. Kawhi Leonard's one of the best in the league. Do Mm-mm. not. And I know, and it, and it goes back to what you <laughs> just said, Laz. Like, we all have our, our insecurities to deal with. Like, for me, I know I'm dope as fuck in a relationship. Like, I, right. I, I know who I am and I know what role I play in a relationship. However, when it comes to meeting guys, my insecurity mm-hmm. outweighs that every mm-hmm. single time. Because it's like, okay, here I am, this dark-skinned, overweight girl with nappy-ass hair. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't always sit well in terms of attractiveness. But it's like, okay, but I'm still dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. But again, when it comes to, like putting myself out there, even being in a space where I could put myself out there, those insecurities outweigh every single time. And I'm working that out with my therapist. But at the end of the day, it is what it is right now. Yeah. So, again, it's, it's, it's what we call in psychology, um, what's the name of it when you just throw yourself in there? Uh, I would notice if, it, if I wasn't trying to think of it. But basically, you know, there's a form of therapy where, you know, if you're afraid of something. You just got to do it. Just put yourself in the element. Oh, God. That's you know what I'm saying? I forgot what it's called. Something fusion therapy. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, you know, it, it's kind of like that when it comes to date. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like right now, it's Friday night. Tomorrow, you know, I'm off the date. You know, tomorrow I'll be off. And at times I'll be like. Maybe I should just go to Applebee's or TGI Fridays or wherever they, you know what I'm saying, Jasper's or wherever, you know, they hang out at, go to the bar, you know what I'm saying, and just start a conversation right. or something like that. But then I'd be like, nah, I should wait, you know what I'm saying, I should wait till at least, you know what I'm saying, I start my treatment and I start to gain my weight back, I'm too skinny right now, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You said to talk yourself. Your insecurities start to talk yourself. Out yeah, of out of certain shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I'm the same way. And I be like, ugh, I'm so, like, I'm short and I'm fat. So, boy, I just gut and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like my body either. So, I feel insecure sometimes about stuff. And then I'm like, I don't uh, know. What I'm coming to understand is somebody likes but they ain't never who I want to like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got a flashback to Miss Pearlie. But I think, too, because me, like, I'm so used to people, like, you know, gaslighting and, and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm always second-guessing myself and I'm, like, you know, have questions and all that stuff. So I'm, like, I don't know if this is the right thing to ask or if this is the right thing to do because people are always deflecting and making me feel like I'm wrong for asking questions and stuff like that. So I never know, and I just never feel like I make good choices in men, so I'm always just kind of hesitant to even try. So, like, my therapist was like, well, how do you know if you're not going to try? Like, you have to practice. You never know if you're going to get it right. And she was like, so just get your ass out there. And she was like, and you need to put yourself out there on your show. (laughs) And boom, here we are. Here we are. So... Here I am. Oh, Put so, myself um, out there. Yes, she is single. 
<laughs> Where Andre at though? Because I feel like that might be a thing. Give give Andre her number. Let's see what we can do with that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so you know, it, it, it's definitely what your therapist said. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I don't know how my divorce is affected. Right. Come to, but at the same time, I won't know. Right. I could be further along than I think. I could be over her more than I think I am. Right. But I haven't spent no time right. with no woman to even figure that to out. Right. And you so, know your friends so can I, tell you you dope all day, but you know sometimes you got to like right. really think. Because you know I think you're dope as fuck. You know you're like one of my best homies ever. So you know I can sit here and tell you all day I love you homie. You're my homie all day and I love you. You're dope as fuck and all that stuff. But you know. So. Right. So <laughs> you know I just think that you know we got we to gotta give ourselves we got to give ourselves yeah. Like we gotta make us, I think we just gotta make ourselves so, get out of the house. Absolutely. Okay. Even if it's every second right. weekend. Okay. If it's every second weekend or some shit like that. Yeah, we gotta like, challenge ourselves. We do. Yeah, we got to. Mm-hmm. All three of us. We do. We gotta make it like a personal goal to be like, hey, look. Yeah. I may be insecure about my height. I may be secure about my weight. I may be secure about this, that, whatever. But again, no. Somebody like it. Yeah. You know how I know? Because it's porn for all this shit. <laughs> you right. You are so right. You ain't lying. You are right. You ain't lying. It's all types of you categories of porn. You right. You are not you lying. you see some couples out here, and you be like, how them two look up? Yep. Somebody like it. Yep. Somebody like it. You ain't lying. Don't worry about it, so bitch. Gotta, I know somebody like it. You gotta find somebody like it, but not just based on... Just somebody like it. But, you know what I'm saying, that's for your personality-wise. And it's a big world out here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we just got to get over ourselves, get over our own insecurities. And like I said, don't be so don't be so hard on folks. I like Nuri's approach. God as bless her. Ass. God bless her. For real. I'm going to tell you now, though. Like I said, if you got cornrows, I'm being hard on you. I'm judging you. So don't come at me. I feel you. <laughs> people got their they standards. And I'm not saying people should lower their standards. But I think people should relax. Like, yo. Standard. I understand that. Well, everybody's the fuck taller than me, so I mean <laughs> everybody's taller than me, so <laughs> facts. <laughs> no. so, oh show. I know, everybody's taller than me. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, some but, people, you know, are so firm on certain characteristics that they want that if they don't ease up yeah. on maybe okay maybe the high standard may not be what you want as far as being six foot but if the dude's still taller than you and he got everything else relax maybe okay. you don't like you don't like light skin dudes but or maybe you've never dated a light skin dude but at the same time, he meets you at the bar, he's charming, whatever, 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 you may want to give it a chance. Right. Maybe you don't like big girls. You never dated a big girl before. Hey, hey big girls get you big right. Guy, big guys. Big girls get you so right. Big guys. She got a pretty smile. You know what I'm saying? She cute. She cute. You know what I'm saying? She got all this other stuff. They don't even deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we should just... I'll just kind of, I'm not saying, sit. I'm just 
saying relax on some of them. Yeah. That's right. all I'm saying. Some of the superficial shit, I mean, you got to be at least attracted to the motherfuckers. Absolutely, because if you ugly, that ain't going to work. That's not going to work. Right. But hey, listen so, here, y'all. If you got dreads and you cute, because I love me some dreads and a cute nigga. So. That's all I'm saying. That's all she's saying. If you got dreads and you cute. That's all. Well, I think this was a great discussion. <laughs> um, we probably should have started this sooner in the episode because we almost had three goddamn hours. Ain't nobody going to listen to this whole shit. Um, Man, people going to listen to it. I don't care if they to this, Yeah, I, I think it was some dope-ass conversation, honestly. Uh, but I appreciate your input on your marriage and stuff. Man. Absolutely. You know, that's always like... And that's why we invited you here. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we brought you on the scene. And, and this is... I haven't really had a chance talk about it for real because I kind of been you know isolated in a sense because as as Shell knows you know I lost a lot I lost some friends over this and, and, and things like that so I haven't really had and nobody's really asked me you know what I'm saying about it right so it was cool to kind of you know get some of that out as well so it was, it was therapeutic so I appreciate it cool well, we glad we glad you were uh, able to join us. I'm still drinking. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't finish my she bottle. Finished her bottle. Um, so I'm feeling it. I'm a little bit hit, a little bit. So yeah, it's, it's weird because my drunk face <laughs> has passed. Like I'm good now. I'm gonna go home and go to sleep now because I'm, I'm feeling it now. You know I'm a lightweight. So hopefully I'm, I might have make some home. more after I, after this is over. Y'all pray for oh. me. Okay. Alright. Yeah. You're at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I was going home to some... Okay! (laughs) Oh, crap! I said that on air? (laughs) Yes! Oh, my gosh. I said that. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) And on that note, that should probably be a good place to stop. Because uh, Shell's over here saying some off the wall oh, shit. I didn't already have my my moments in the beginning. Oh, of the I hope podcast. none of the saints listen to this. Oh, they listening. You gonna be oh, somebody's man. sermon on Sunday? Watch. Oh yikes! So, all right. Well, thanks, Les. Thanks, Les, for the conversation. Oh, Whenever y'all need me to come on, man, just let me know. Of course, we're man. waiting for you to come up and visit. Absolutely, but... so you can join us live. Hey, listen, listen. Because uh, you right down I the street now. Home. And, you know, things work out with WKYS on Tuesday, man, you know, and things get to uh, get popping. music, you know, I may just end up being out default just by, you know, doing a show in the area, so. All you got, all you, listen, all you got to do is hop on the mega bus. Bang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't never been to PA before, so I, I, I definitely want to come and visit. Yeah, all Absolutely. you got to do is hop on the mega bus. It's like a dollar or some shit. And, it, and it's real cheap from there. Stupid cheap. It's like very yeah, cheap. Yeah, we can do the show live. Yeah, it's like on a mega bus and join us live. And there we go. So. Like I have with y'all drinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I might have some of that next show, too. And then we'll take you to some of the places good time. around here that we can find that might be all right for you to see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to check out of here. But thank you guys for listening. Listen, if you are still listening, you are a rider. And we appreciate you. And we you. love you. We I'm love you. I'm going to go it. home and go right to sleep because I'm drunk. <laughs> Not drunk, drunk, but I'm tipsy. But drunk I'm, enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, all right, Thanks, guys, guys. We'll catch you next time. Do we have any shout out? Oh, shout out to the um Braddock Civic Play. The thing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- tomorrow. Yesterday. From to, <laughs> yep. From what is it? Eleven, <laughs> 11 to, nine. to nine. So if anybody's uh around the way, please come out and support the hood. Well, shit. By the time y'all hear it, it'll already be going on. Yeah, absolutely you right. Have, we have, have time for a long time to to get there. So but we will be down there, and it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. They're going to have kids stuff, face painting, free giveaways, live and food, entertainment, trucks, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff going on. So, so just check come out and, and support the hood. Cool. And that's all I have. Okay, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.